hitters on the radio voice of Kutztown University, KUR Kutztown, Jack High, Mitchell Smedley, as always, rocking with you here on this Wednesday evening, 5 to 7 p.m., two hours of the latest and greatest in sports talk. So glad, as always, to be here with you, buddy. Oh, man, I'm going to turn these mics down because I feel like we are loud. Nah, we're chilling. So, oh, my goodness. It's a special edition of Heavy Hitters, though. 1866 Challenge Day. We're going to be saying this link all throughout the day, into the night, into the early hours in the morning, and all the way up until 2.06 p.m. tomorrow. That so, used to be our old time slot, remember? I know, 2 to 4. Yeah. We had the last six minutes of the 1866 Challenge last fall, yep. uh, but different time. There were 1,860 before us. Yes. And there were six among us. <laughs> yes. But if you do want to give to the cause, we're raising money for KUR. That link is give.classy.org forward slash radio underscore 23. Got to remember that underscore 23 because it's a new link for a new year. Boom. Without that underscore 23, you'd be giving to last year, which isn't there anymore. Also, if you want to call into the show and have your thoughts heard, you can dial 610-683-4058. That is 610-683-4058. If you want to talk about any sports topics here on Heavy Eaters on KUR. I better hear any of you Phillies fans. I'm I'm looking at specific callers like Kegs. I'm looking at Ruben. Y'all better be calling me because you got my hopes up and I am sitting here so depressed, so unfortunate after last night's events. Uh, Better hear from you. 610-683-4058. If you're not a Phillies fan and you want to rub it in, whatever. It makes good radio. So, oh boy. I am not excited for these calls, man. We're going to be fielding some some hurt fans. We're going to be fielding some uh, triumphant rivals. Not excited, Jack. Not excited. But I am excited for give.classy.org forward slash KU radio underscore 23. Boom. And those are the numbers 2-3, right? It's not spelled out. Yes. Yeah, that'd numbers be weird. Two, three. That, would, would you, that would be that weird. Would, why would you do that? Don't think there'd be enough room on this paper or it's just a lot of typing. Yep. So, Anyways, wherever you may be, however you may be listening, if you're commuting, it's rush hour, you know. Um Holla at your boy, 610-683-4058. Holla at your boy. Holla at your boy if you need a ride. Oh, my goodness. If you go with me, you know we going high up on them, you know, whatever, Florida-Georgia line. So. We'll talk about that game actually coming up in college football a little oh, bit later on the show. Good. Because Georgia plays Florida. So week. looking forward to it. Nothing else matters in sports anymore. It's over. It's done. Well, do you want to just rip the band- Band-Aid off now? Let's get ripping. Let's go to Citizens Bank Park. On a fateful Tuesday night. A Tuesday where Mitchell Smedley's soul left his body. Um, that and many other Phillies fans have. The Phillies have officially lost the National League Championship Series to the Arizona Diamondbacks in seven. A series they led two to nothing. A series they led three to two. A game they led two to one. They lose four to two. Um... And I have some complaints. Shocking, I know. Let's start with Rob Thompson. You know, let's save Rob Thompson. Actually, let's start with a man named Johan Rojas. <clears throat> this directly feeds into my Rob Thompson point. The two are connected. One cannot exist without the other, apparently, because Johan Rojas was in almost every single, or no, every single lineup for these postseason games. Unacceptable. That is unbelievable. The worst hitter I have ever watched, maybe with the exception of Andrew Knapp, <laughs> was hitting 
in playoff games. An automatic out. One out of every nine hitters. A rally killer. A pitcher saver. A Brandon Marsh diffuser. Ruins the Philadelphia Phillies. Bats with the bases loaded and two outs in the middle innings of this game. Up two to one chance to blow it open. Completely changed the game, changed the series, changed the season. And he just strikes out like we all knew he would. Uh, why he wasn't pitch hit for, I don't know. You had Jake Cave, you had Edmundo Sosa. You had options. And it's so frustrating. I Here's my problem. I am not going to sit here and listen, well, he's in the game because he plays good. I don't care how good his defense is. Not one bit. Not one bit. In baseball, you need to hit. And the problem is it's not just Johan Rojas that suffers when Johan Rojas is in the lineup. Brandon Marsh was pitched around with first and third and two outs. He got four pitches, none of them even close. And he walked to load the bases. Because he, unlike some people, can actually do damage. But he didn't get the chance. Two hitters, not even competitive. And the third hitter at the bottom of the lineup, let's move on. Nick Castellanos. Thanks for showing up, buddy. Thanks for getting off the bus. Thanks for being a part of this entire series. Hits a home run, his first at bat of the series. Proceeds to go 0 for 23 with, I believe, 12 strikeouts. Not getting it done. Not getting it done. And his at bat was the turning point of the game last night. Because he batted, not with first and third and one, uh, two outs, first and third with one out, a sacrifice fly, a well placed ground ball, scores a crucial insurance run. And this man strikes out swinging on three pitches like an absolute little leaguer. The man cannot hit in the clutch situations. He reverted this series to the Nick Castellanos of 2022. Any chance I would ever want a Nick Castellanos jersey to grace my shoulders is gone. I need this man off of my team, out of my sight, which is, you know, about six feet that way. I can't stand to watch him bat anymore. Let's transition to another hitter that just decided not to hit this series. Alec Bohm, he had a home run last night. Whoop-dee-doo! What about the other, I don't know, 12 opportunities he had with runners in scoring position in the middle games of this series that could have won the series without needing a Game 7? Thanks, Alec, for showing up. Appreciate you. Trey Turner, uh, did he play? I couldn't see him there. He vanished. Uh, Just absolutely embarrassing from Trey Turner uh, for basically every game but Game 2. Really just cold bats up and down the lineup. JT, what are you doing? Bryson Stott, where'd you go for most of the series? Started heating up at the end there, but too little, too late. Um, really, the uh, Bryce Harper, too. He had a couple home runs. It was a good series. wasn't outrageous. It was good. I'll, I'll give Bryce Harper a good series. A couple home runs, a steal of home, some timely hitting. Yeah, look. But uh, other than, other than Kyle here. Schwarber, no one really passed the bar here. So, I, yeah, I'm going to interject here. Sure. Um, and, and, look, I wanted to give you a little time to go on a – go on a. Uh, Those are my main – we'll get into the nitty-gritty. There's more. Yeah. Like, There's, I just want to get you your main yeah. over, you know, arching points out before I really started to interject here and, and take it away. Look, Rojas, the, you, you nailed that one in the head. I think it was a big situation where it, it's game seven. And we talked about this earlier. Do you have to pull out all the stops to all win the stops. this game? Zach Wheeler's pitching from the bullpen. In the why is Johan Rojas still batting at all? Why was he started and why was he not lifted? Why, why, why? You, you can start the game with Rojas, but it, no, that's, the, that's no. the best situation you're going to have to get runs in the middle innings. And you don't pitch hit? There's capable guys on the bench you mentioned. I'm not going to go back down this rabbit hole, but it's crazy. it was a terrible managerial decision in my mind there. 
bringing Wheeler in the seventh just showed desperation, and you had to because it's game seven. You have to focus on winning the game before you can focus about the next series. But why don't you have that approach all game long? <coughs> Except for the final three innings. I, I don't get it. I don't get it at all. I don't get it. Rob Thompson was off this series, putting Craig Kimbrell in not just once, but twice. Once after he blew a lead the night before, he blows yet another lead. Now I have to watch Alec Thomas planting flags on the field at Citizens Bank Park. Get out of my face. What a loser. Big game four, Homer. Honestly, what a loser. Honestly, game four was the was the oh, yeah. biggest turning point. Oh, yeah, absolutely. The comeback Tied there. the series. Um, if you win game four, it's You have a commanding it's lead. It's, it's over. done. You're yeah. 3-1. It's practically over. I mean, again, they could have come back from a 3-1 series deficit, but... Garrett Stubbs, I got a gripe with him saying if we clinch in Arizona, we're going to jump in the pool. Why would you... You just got through an Atlanta Braves series where the defining moment of that series was something that was said... Uh, from one of a from a cocky player. Eh, I don't have a problem with that. He I have a problem. If. He said, "If we win here," meaning they were already planning their celebration. That's, That's true. tacky, and the Diamondbacks were able to use it. Why would you risk it at all? I get that. I get that perspective. Why? I do. It's useless I, I won't, errors. I more have a problem with the Phillies coming back home and looking flat. I know. Just like they not, didn't. They did not look. Did the, not get the off Diamondbacks the bus. were the more hungry team. Yep. They, they lost more five to one. They scored one. They scored three runs in two games at their home ballpark in the two biggest games of the season. They look like the more hungry team. They look like the more confident team. They look like the more comfortable baseball team. And with, I, you know, this is no slight at the Phillies fans, but oh, I'm okay. I should really rephrase that because it really wasn't going to even be directed towards them. So that's my mistake. First off, but that ballpark becomes an ordinary ballpark when when the opposing team strikes first and puts the pressure on. That's exactly what the Diamondbacks did. They scored in the first inning of both games six and seven. Put the Phils back on their heels. Well, really, when it's when the other team back. goes up by two. Yeah. By one run, the crowd is still totally into yeah. the game. But if they get a multi-run lead. Multi-run lead. It's ooh. like every other ballpark. You can hear baseball. a pin drop. Exactly. It is not the ruckus environment that you that you come to expect it to be. Right. And that's why scoring that's first what I is said. so important. That's what I said all playoff long. The, the Braves weren't able to do it. The Diamondbacks were in the biggest moments. They shut the crowd out. They, they were confident. They played loose. They did the little things right. And I'm, I, I, we can go into a conversation about this. They were sack bunting. They were doing the yep. fundamentals of Steals. baseball to a T. They stole eight bases in games six and seven combined. JT Romuto wasn't even trying to throw runners out. He was throwing it into center field every time. Comparatively to they stole just one base in games one through five. They cranked up the stolen bases exponentially in the last two games of the series. They put the pressure on the catching to throw out the runners. They put pressure on the Phillies in every as- in every aspect of the game. Every facet of the game, the Phillies were put, were put back on their heels, and they couldn't respond. They, they couldn't only respond. lost 4-2. to two. It wasn't some crazy big lead. No. The Phillies could not get anything against this bullpen. But the last—you you never felt like they had a shot in the last no. of that game seven. No. It was over. I mean, it was over. It was like game six of the World Series last year. Yep. The, the Astros had a three-run lead. But they never looked back. Another game the Phillies, the, the Phillies uh, were winning, by the, the way. The Phillies just never had a shot in that game six of the World Series. They never had a shot past the seventh in my mind. I was watching that game. They look flat. The approach is terrible. By the way, we need to go into discussion about that. I mean, Can we what, please? What the heck was that approach? Is Every this a, is this a baseball hitters. team or a golf team with the amount of balls in the dirt they were swinging at? Castellanos and Turner, I'm looking at you folks. What are you doing? Guess the Kevin Long effect went out the window. Yeah, there's no Kevin Long effect. That guy should be fired immediately. And I heard, I heard a, a discussion earlier today about, oh, I can't wait to see what Kevin Long does in the offseason with Johan Rojas. Get both of them out of my clubhouse. I can't stand it anymore. 
go get me a true center fielder because I don't know if you've noticed, the best teams do not have a hole in their lineup that a pitcher can look forward to and go, there's an out there so I can pitch around this other dangerous guy and look at it, you, you've eliminated threats left and right. The Phillies, the Phillies are the more talented team here. No one will argue They were. That. But the Diamondbacks they were the more competent the team. Exactly. The they Phillies. also, also the bullpen, the bullpen dis, you know, disparity here. If you have an 8-9 combo in the, in the playoffs that is locked down, it's over. It is over. If yep. you get them a lead, if you get Arizona the lead going into the eighth inning. With there was Ginkle, never any hope of us scoring late runs. Yeah, with Ginkle and Seawald. It's done. Done. It's done. You do not have a chance to win. These guys simply do not give up runs. They practically give up no base runners. I mean, Kevin Ginkle in that game last night. Are you kidding me? Five outs? Five outs. Comes in into the seventh inning, gets Turner to look like a fool, and then gets Easy Harper. Easy to do, by the way. With how Turner was approaching the series, correct. And then gets Harper to hit a lazy fly ball to center field. Just got under it. Was what it was. But it was a routine fly out. There, there was no danger of that ball going out. And then in the eighth inning. Oh my goodness, Peyton Corners, Bohm K, Stott K, JTK. Oh my goodness. I mean, honestly, that's not even fully on the hitter's approach. He was just nasty. He was just nasty. He was painting corners like he was Pablo Picasso. I mean, unbelievable. Unbelievable job from Kevin Ginkle. I know this hurts you. I'm sorry. Because you're a Phil I was fan, watching honestly. him all series. We but couldn't touch him. It did not was, surprise me. He was unhittable. Couldn't touch him. Unhittable. This guy, whew. It's special. It is It is truly special when you see a pitcher that on and that on top of his game. It's just shocking. This is a team that, like I said, was up 2 nothing, up 3-2. to two. They won a game in this series 10 to nothing. Yeah. 10-0. to zero. By the way. Uh, against a team that looked like they had zero will to even play on the same field as the Phillies. And they won four out of five games. Baseball is a game of adjustments. They got smacked around in the first two at Citizens Bank. They, they looked... Rattled, they looked shooken, they looked out of whack, out of place. Yep. Went back to their home, found their footing, got the rhythm winning games three and four, dropped a tough game five, but then, man, it was a brand new team for those two games it. in Philly. It, it was it. a brand new team. It did not look like the same team that showed up for the first two games of the series. No. It was completely different. It was completely different. I don't know what was said on the plane ride, what was said in the locker room, and that's just a, maybe a testament to the leadership the Diamondbacks have with their veteran players, um, their manager, Tori Lovello. Hats off to him. Evan Longoria is such a big veteran leader for this team, despite him not being the best on-the-field player at this stage of his career. His voice in that locker room means a whole heck of a lot. Can't cannot credit the pitching enough. I didn't even mention Ryan Thompson as a big time reliever for them. By the way, by the way, this D backs bullpen, they were mentioning it so much on the broadcast last night. Oh, dude, but they were so impressive. biased, by the way. Truly impressive how Brian they pieced Anderson that bullpen needs together. To how they how they piece that bullpen together. That that is impressive. You can call it biased, but it is is impressive. No, the way they were talking. You trade for the so closer biased. of that caliber at the deadline. You get Ryan Thompson off of waivers. You sign him in late August, and he's yep. this good for you. Ginkle's been with them all year. He's just been a stud. I've mentioned I don't need to go back down that route. Even Andrew Saulfrank wasn't his best last night, but he had some good moments in the series. Saulfrank was good, yep. So. Uh, it's just tough. It is. It's a it's, tough pill to swallow. I got, a, I got a huge hit list of players and, and coaches that need to be excommunicated. Um, it starts with Craig Kimbrell, Rob Thompson, Rojas, Castellanos, Turner's in there. I mean, after the ovation, it looked like he was a new player. He reverted back to that old form. And 
I look, I don't want this man around for ten more years. Um, I'm gonna give you three key stats. Yeah, three of them. Let me let me let me go back to my phone. One of Speaking twenty of the phone. Well, let Mitch screen our caller here, and I will go on. The top four hitters combined one of twenty-eight. Schwarber one of five in game six and seven. Turner of eight. Harper of seven. Castellanos of eight. Is we're gonna get. A message from our first caller today. Yes, sir. We got John in Schnecksville. John, John in Schnecksville. Lay it on me. Jack, Mitch, how's it going? Listen, Mitch, I know you're expecting it because I'm a long-time suffering Met fan to give it to you today, but I'm not going to. What I'm going to do is tell you, welcome to the club, buddy. I've been going through this since 1987 because obviously the Mets won in 86, and we've been saying this phrase every year since, and that is, we'll get him next year. So you can borrow that There's always next year. Uh, for yourself for this year if you want. But just a couple of things to touch on around this series. You know, one thing that's kind of interesting, like looking at it all year long, Philly struggled coming back to the bank from West Coast trips. So game six, I thought they might struggle, and they did. Fully expect them to win game seven, and they didn't. Um, you guys kind of touched on a lot of it. Mitch, you might have been a pass to a couple of guys. Honestly, outside of game one and two, I think the top four guys on your team, Castellanos, Harper, Schwarber, and Turner, didn't really do a whole lot in the other, you know, five games in the series. And, of course, you'd love that, you know, that, that fringe play to kind of make a difference, but they just didn't have that happen. Here's the unfortunate part, Mitch, and, and I've been through this in my life as well, is that I know you want to see a bunch of people go, but – Noel is a question mark for next year. He's a free agent. What are you going to do? you got to bring him back after this performance. Kimbrell's definitely gone. Hoskins is gone because he doesn't have a position. So from a position aspect and even from a pitching aspect, not a whole lot's going to change with this team going into 2024. So, like, I understand you're sore and bitter about what's going on right now, and I'd love to hear your rant. It's kind of fun, to be honest with you. <laughs> but kind of curious of what you think about next season as you really got to start thinking about it at this point. So sure. thanks for the time, fellas. Appreciate it. Have an amazing show and uh, have fun with the challenge. All right. Thanks, John. Love you. Great Appreciate caller. It. Great call as usual. And um, yeah, I'll, I was going to get to this, you know, we'll, we'll dive deeper yeah, into these conversations I as talk the about season a, goes on, but that too. the Hoskins thing is important to me because it is so near and dear to my heart. My, love Reese. my dream scenario, and this will never happen. I want to preface that what I would do. And for some reason, it won't happen. Resign Reese. Uh, is, is that a one-year deal? I guess so. Um, get Rojas out of my outfield. Marsh is a good center fielder. Put Schwarber in left. Uh, or or alternative idea. Alternative idea. If you want to, you could have Harper go back to right. Castellanos moves over to left. Uh, and then Schwarber DHs. Hoskins back to first base. Right, you got options if you do sign Reese. You can do it. Keep in mind, this was a team that was going to have Reese Hoskins, Bryce Harper, and Kyle Schwarber play on the same team. It is an I option to sign Reese Hoskins. I, I don't think it is. It is. I think they're comfortable with Bryce at first base. I think with his Tommy John post, they don't want to risk anything. That's all fine and good. Then you better go out and get me a center fielder. I am I am done with the good defense experiment. Pache, off the team. Rojas, off the team. Goodbye. Trade the problem him. is center field is a weak position in baseball right now. There's not a lot of great center fielders to go get, and that's the thing. Like, if there was a marquee center fielder who's going to hit the market, I totally get your position I get here. it. 
but there's not there's just not the guys out there at that position. I know. And usually center field is stronger position because they have speedy guys. Really, the best outfielders go play center field. But there's been a trend where the guys are going to play the corners. Like, yeah. you know, Acuna is playing right. He he came up possibly being as a center field option. They shift him to right. They get Harrison center. Just an example with the Braves. Like, center field is just not a typically strong position. I think Brandon Nimmo is one of the best center fielders in baseball. A, because it's a weak position. Also, I think Nimmo is a good baseball player. Here's the other thing, though. We drafted a center fielder uh, two drafts ago, Justin Crawford who's coming up through the farm system now. And I, I usually I would be able to look and say, oh, we got a good center fielder coming. No, because you know what we drafted? A guy that plays really good defense but doesn't have a lot of power. <laughs> that was the whole purpose of the Crawford pick, which I disagreed with. It's a stupid pick. That's Aiden funny. Miller, an infielder, a shortstop. Oh, that'll be useful after the next decade. Because guess well, who's clogging that up right okay. now? Okay, the thing is... Don't take the positional draft picks too seriously. I, I'm trying not to. That's the thing. That's the thing. That's when I look at draft picks and I say, oh, we picked another shortstop. Oh, we picked another shortstop. The problem is those guys are so uber-athletic, they can be shifted to other positions. Yeah, I like get that. second but the, or center. The middle infield is so clogged up with Stott, who better get a long-term deal, and Turner, who has a long-term deal. Bone's probably not going anywhere. And Bryce freaking Harper is playing first base. Your infield is clogged up for the time being. Yeah. No, I get that. You, uh, it, I get their If they want to move Aiden Miller to center field, I am beyond thrilled about that idea. That won't happen because nothing ever goes well for me. So, uh, look, I want to get back. John segue to a little bit of a different point. Sure. Talking about um, the hitters coming up short and this and the other thing. The Diamondbacks challenged the Phillies' depth guys to step up and hurt them, and they couldn't. They couldn't. Boehm was Marsh terrible started to. Marsh was series. hitting well. Yeah, Marsh was decent for sure. Good he, series for Marsh. He had Yeah, he had a good series. But the problem is Boom. he's getting eighth. Not thanks a lot for of showing up. Boom. Oh, my goodness. Stott, thanks for thanks for getting off the plane, buddy. I would be so infuriated if I was a Phillies fan about Boom hitting cleanup and doing nothing. I'm absolutely average. But I I had to ask myself, who would I rather have there? JT? Maybe. Castellanos? Hell That's no. That's the thing. That's the thing, dude. The last couple games of this series, nobody that was hitting no one all postseason. Up. Nobody that was doing it all postseason. Did it for those two games. Exactly. And that's the problem. No one. Not one single guy. Every baseball team it. is going to go through times where a few guys aren't hitting well. But the whole lineup, done. You need a couple dudes to carry you, right? You need a couple that are the shining lights of, of hope. And the Phillies managed to have every single hitter, maybe with the exception of Brandon Marsh, go cold. Shocking. Unexcusable. Inexcusable? I don't yes. care. Um... Just really heartbreaking. We'll move to the pitching for a little bit, too. Uh, they got pretty good starting pitching overall throughout the series. I mean, Ranger was decent yesterday, allowed three. One of those was an inherited runner for the bullpen. Uh, yeah. Jeff Hoffman allowed to come around and score. Uh, that's okay. You can win games with that. The offense just didn't show up. Uh, Wheeler, most dominant pitcher in the postseason. Uh, Nola was pretty good, had a blow-up start a little bit yesterday. And... Look, the problem is they're probably going to have to re-sign Nola because who else are they going to grab that could fill that number two role? The problem is... And, and I'm not convinced that Nola's a good pitcher still. He had a whole horrible season capped off by like three good postseason starts and then game six. I'm not convinced Aaron Nola re-signing here is a good thing at all. I would not be excited. Wheeler has one more year. I mean, Painter's out for next year. I don't, it feels this Philly's like pitching situation is really bad. No, Oh, the window is closed. Windows closed because you look at really important players like Wheeler. Like I said, he's got one more year. 
He looks like he was emptying the tank. I'm worried about what Zach Wheeler will look like next year. He looked like he threw everything out there uh, in these in these playoffs. Uh, JT washed. Doesn't Can't it almost, play. Doesn't it almost feel like 09-10? Yes. It feels like yeah. It feels like 2010. Like last year was 09, and this year's 10. Mm-hmm. Feels exactly like that. Next year, I think they're bounced in the first round, like 11. Very well could be that. I way. mean, it's just. It's eerily familiar. Odd. It's weird, right? And you have some young guys like Stott, Bohm, Marsh that are still relatively young coming up through the system. I don't think it'll be a 10-year rebuild. I don't know, though. The some of these is, key players are not going to be here. You have two years of Schwarber left. Three years of Castellanos. You Can't ain't going to be here next year. year. Right. Uh, thank goodness Craig Kimbrell's gone. <laughs> I, I, I would put a huge focus on... Retooling this bullpen again, and that's what I wanted. That's what I said. I've said it on the show multiple times that this bullpen is not as good as they looked. No, they never were. It was always like they were just able to the, dance the out feel of trouble. With this team, always was wow. We have a great bullpen, but I don't know how. You know, it was like the bullpen was somehow greater than the sum of all its parts. The problem, see, the bullpen was like a boat that like had a giant hole in it, and they patched it up temporarily, but like it was never going to f- permanently fix the problem. Mm-hmm. That's, and it's, that's and what, it's not like that's the, what the bullpen, bullpen was. It's not like the bullpen allowed a bunch of runs. I mean, with the exception of Craig Kimbrell, like, what did they do? Like, in game six and seven, they weren't the problem. They allowed two in game six and uh, and one in game seven. That's not that bad. The unfortunate truth is that's the exact number of runs that the Phillies' total offense scored in those two games. Frustrating. So, yeah, no, I get it. I get it. Lot, lot to be frustrated about for sure. Lot to be frustrated about. I'm not going to pin the whole thing. The problem is, I saw some Philly fans. Oh, Nola, 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 Nola. No, he allowed six. three runs, guys. Three guys. He allowed. He kept you in the game enough. It wasn't like he went out there and did what he did on opening day, which he just gave up like nine runs to the Rangers. Exactly. No, I'm, not, I'm surprisingly not upset with Nola. But I'm taking this middle position. I'm not blaming everything on him. I'm not saying. I'm but not saying, I'm not saying it's a really good thing if we resign. I don't think it is. I'm not praising Nola like he's this really great pitcher. But in the postseason, the last couple of years, he's been very critical to how far you guys have gotten. You know what? You know what it feels like with Aaron Nola. It feels like, uh, like I'm that guy. Like you know, I'm getting toward like 35, 40, 45 years old. It's like you got to settle down. Uh-huh. So you kind of pick the. You know, it's just the person that's there. You know, you're like, all right, there's no other options. Like, Aaron Nola is like, there's there's the no other options, and I got to settle down with someone. Mm-hmm. So, I guess it's Aaron Nola. Here <laughs> I like comes that. the bride. <laughs> you know? Dun, dun, Once dun. Wheeler leaves, though, who's the ace? Is it going to be Nola? Yeah, that's the thing. That's the problem. Can Painter, will he be able to pitch? I Ever? feel like I feel like Dombrowski's got to get you guys a chip next year. It's not happening with this group. And I don't like to say that about teams, but you can get a temperature gauge when the starting pitching is going to unravel. Because, with all due respect, if you didn't have enough enough confidence to throw Tyon Walker in this postseason, right. how do you think he's going to be a critical piece of this rotation exactly. going forward? That and you got three more making, years of him. That man is making $16 million a year. I think 18. $18 million a year, correct. Thank you. You're welcome. And didn't even pitch him in the postseason. Like, that's crazy. Dude. Michael Lorenzen pitched over Tyron Walker. <laughs> Michael Lorenzen! Who will not be here next year. Nope. Thanks for the no hitter, buddy. That was a good memory. So, yeah, dude. I mean, I, that that that's just weird to me, man. That that is just so weird to me. Christopher Sanchez got the nod over him. Christopher Sanchez. 
And Christopher Sanchez was good this he year. Was, that, that he was, was good. That's no slight at Christopher Sanchez, but like you're paying a starting pitcher $18 million. That is not a small amount billions of money. Every billions. Yes. That is not a billions. small amount of money to be paying a player every year to not throw him once in the postseason. Not one time. Like, that's just crazy to me, dude. Something I don't want to lose sight of, though, as much as I complain um, about the two endings to this, I mean, the Phillies were right there in the mix two years in a row, in a year that we saw major franchises who had such high expectations, the Padres, the Yankees, yeah, the Mets, right, that didn't even sniff Fair. it. That's enough. No, no, I'm, I'm, no, I know. I'm kidding. Just I'm lumping, kidding. It wasn't just you guys. It's a fact. It wasn't just you guys, yeah. though. There was a weird thing in baseball where a lot, a lot of these high-powered teams— High-spending teams. High-spending teams didn't make it. And for the Phillies to navigate it well enough— Get the first wild card in the in a division where that's what you have to hope for. The Braves are going to win this division for the next six years. It's just no happen. contest. So, and and they they made the most. Of it. They beat the Braves again. That's impressive. The crazy thing to me is when you're looking at baseball right now, the World Series payroll dynamic is insane. The Rangers are the fourth highest payroll in the league. I thought that was the Phillies. Um, I don't know. Rangers are up there. They're they're mm-hmm. one of the top spenders. Gotcha. I'm gonna. I'm gonna and that's only that. recent. Both of these teams are two years removed from losing a hundred games. Yeah. By the way, I think the most combined like losses from a team like two years prior to making a World Series. I don't know. I think that's some. It's such a weird stat. Yeah. I don't know. I could be wrong about that. I would almost guarantee that. So, but um, anyways, if you want to get on this Phillies talk, by the way, I know we haven't mentioned it in a while. Six one zero six eight three four zero five eight. Looking to hear from you. Uh, you Philly fans. Yeah, according to SpoTrack.com, the Rangers are fourth with a total payroll of $251 million. The gotcha. Phillies are fifth with $245 million. Gotcha. In contrast, the Diamondbacks are 21st with $119 million. So Love it. Love it. I love losing to crazy. the team that's Now, the thing is, much. the caveat here is very important. Very, very important. This is a Diamondbacks team who's young. They're popping. They're Carol. going to have to spend a lot if they want to keep these guys Exactly. Here. Carroll's a stud. Marte I've been done. saying, I said all year, didn't I? Marte is a fantastic player. Yes. And he, is he a flew good under the radar and then he killed us. So, I mean, you want to talk about a win win trade? Marte to the D backs, Mitch Hanniger. Um, oh, who else? Shoot. I forget the other part of that trade. Um, Hanniger was one of the pieces that went back to Seattle. They eventually got JP. Oh, Gene Segura. Oh. Gene Segura went back to the Mariners in that trade. Then they flipped into Philly. JP Crawford went back to. <laughs> To the Mariners. That's so, so upsetting. Two All-Stars for the Mariners in return. Cattell Marte, an All-Star, an NLCS MVP. I'd say both teams got pretty good players in that I deal. I agree. So, um, by the way, Mitch, I'm sorry to have to do this, but there's two painful stats that I just cannot avoid saying. With the series win in the fashion they did it, the Diamondbacks are the 15th team in Major League history to overcome a 2-0 series deficit in a best-of-seven series and win. Um, they are the first team to do it since the 2020 Dodgers came back down 3-1 against the Atlanta Braves in the NLCS. Um, painful year for my from a good buddy Nate. He will never forget that. He's, in fact, he slept on his floor that night. I don't know. The Braves fan? Yes. He was Look, three out of four really painful endings for them, but one yeah. really good one. Exactly. <laughs> like he'll like, always cherish the World Series, yeah. but he has had some rough endings. By the way, uh another one I can't go without saying is uh we always say the postseason runs through the top team in each conference every year. Not in the National League. The playoffs run through Milwaukee because the stat holds true. Every team 
who has beaten the Brewers That's in the playoffs so since 1981, weird. has advanced to the World Series. The Diamondbacks. I extend, forgot about that. The Diamondbacks extend the streak. They keep it going. And in fact, they have history on their side because the last three teams to do it went on to win the World Series. So, can Arizona That's join them and win their second title in franchise history? We will. Oh, wait, this is the Wednesday show. I yeah. thought this was Monday. Yeah, um, yeah we got to talk about the World Series, I guess. So, yeah. Rangers D-backs. Uh, Not excited. Let's just segue. Um, this is the first World Series since 2018. No, since 2016. What? That doesn't feature. Is that what you're going to say? It doesn't feature an NL East rival? Oh, no. I was going to say it doesn't feature the uh, Dodgers or Astros. Oh, yeah, that too. And I don't like the Dodgers either. Either. So, yeah, I guess the first time since 2016, since it's a World Series, I can just sit down and watch and not have a care. I have a care. Oh, I know you. I want the, the D-backs to be extinguished. <laughs> I want them to be slaughtered. I want Adolis Garcia to just absolutely rake. So. I mean, he raked in the ALCS, ALCS yeah. MVP. By the way, what a story for him. By the way, was Cattell Marte did not deserve NLCS MVP. They're not going to give it to a guy on the losing team. He had five home runs in the series. And then just disappeared for he the last two. He had five. One, two, three, four, five. Cattell Marte got a hit in every single game. I four doubles. literally don't care. Four doubles, a triple. Um... Schwarber had two doubles, three five RBIs, home runs. Three RBIs for Marte. I don't um, know. A lot more RBIs for Schwarbs. It's just true. Schwarber was a better player in this series. Why doesn't it go to the best player? The most valuable player. Well, it doesn't really mean anything if it lost. I, it's a team sport. You're still being more valuable. Marte and, well, was more valuable to the Diamondbacks would because you, they won. Would you rather have... Would you rather have... Um, Alec Thomas on your team or Pete Alonso? Um, Alec Thomas. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, because Pete Alonso <laughs> is more valuable. I mean, yeah, no even though he's on a losing poverty franchise. So you're not very far behind. Just because you've won a couple playoff series doesn't mean anything. Actually, because it's you, a really good measure of success. Because well, yeah, when do you think about it? Well, <laughs> when do you think about it? No one really cares if you don't win the World wins. Series. Really, no one cares if you don't win the World Series. Oh, we've also done that, uh, you know, in, yeah, before our, we have. Okay, in that's our lifetimes. Enough. Cool, congratulations. After 1986. That's not talking about us. That's not talking about me right now. It gets by, Buckner. This isn't about me. By the way, that's a, uh, every time. I saw that this morning. <laughs> Always will put a smile on my face. <laughs> you weren't even there. No, I watched that clip, though. I was just like, man... That makes me happy. It makes you happy that the only World Series you have is yeah. That's a enough. Fraud. Okay, I have a to look fraud. back. I have to look. Uh, not fra- not a, it's a fraud. fraud. Oh, okay. So a guy makes an error. It happens. You're telling me a guy just happens to misplay a ball like that? He did. No, he orchestrated. Whole, there was a whole thing about it. He didn't get his glove down fully, and it hit off the tip of his glove and just went right under. Like the like you know like the strings. Oh, on the I glove. know. Yeah, did you see it. Harper's glove explode? By the way. Oh, uh, yeah, I did. Yeah, that was funny. So, alrighty. By the way, you'll notice we're not taking any breaks this hour, any, yeah. any hour, because it's we're doing the, our 1866 giving challenge, give.classy.org forward slash KU radio underscore 23. If you would like to donate, would much appreciate it. Any amount is appreciated by us here yeah. at KUR. Yes, it is. So, what time are we at? We are at 39 minutes into the hour. I don't even know where my phone is. So, when you think about it, first hour. 
20 minutes to our hourly break. We are still taking hourly breaks, of course. Yes, we are. Um, but this is two hours of sports talk. Well, really, only an hour and 20 more minutes of sports talk here on KUR, 1670 AM. can be listened to on places like TuneIn, MyTuner, or Radio Garden. Oh, man, Mitch. Yeah. Radio Garden, man. The World Series, man. Stop. I know it stinks for you. It, it stinks, I'm not watching a single pitch. Who do you think wins... Give me why. Who's the key? Uh, the Rangers, because they have the better team. They have the better lineup. They have the better starting pitching. Gallon and Kelly, you can get to those pitchers. Um, the key? Oof. I don't know. Look, he powered them through the ALCS. Give me give me a Dulles. Okay. I'm going to do something go a little foolish. the easiest answer ever. I'm going to go something foolish. Really? I'm going to pick the Diamondbacks just, to win just, in six games, and here's why. Oh, my goodness. This feels similar to last year with the Phillies being the sixth seed going and then losing to the AL you know West they Astros. Lost, right? Like, yes. <laughs> the Diamondbacks, though, are different. Oh, God. They're different. This feels like a team who's just going to get the job done. The 2023 Diamondbacks will go down in the history books as one of the greatest playoff runs one of the greatest underdog playoff stories in recent baseball. I history. thought they were going to go down as a team that would fight for a wild card spot. Yeah, they did a lot more than that. <laughs> I was right about that, though. You were correct. They fought. And they fought they and they won, got the last wild card and spot. And they kept going. <laughs> so, still going. I, I don't know. Still on his feet. I mean, it's the, like it's like someone running through the Giants' secondary. No one can get him down. <laughs> the Braves won the World Series, starting off beating Milwaukee. The Nationals did in 2019. Uh, the Phillies did in 2008. Uh, let me see. I think, though. Yeah, they did. The Phillies did in 2008. So, and Mitch, if the yeah. NLCS showed you anything, just because you have the more talented team doesn't mean you win always. Yeah, but eventually talent prevails. I don't know if I love the pitching depth for Texas past Montgomery and Evaldi. Yeah, I get it. I think Scherzer's washed. He had a washed. pretty good start. Two and two-thirds in Game 7? Pretty good. I don't know what planet you're living on. He did okay. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, he did okay. Yeah, because his offense right. slugged in like 20 runs. Yeah, it was actually 11. So, so we can calm down with that hyperbo. Hyperbole? Yeah. And I the 2020 like hyperbole. Dodgers. Lost, you know, hyperbole. Hyperbole. So. It's spelled hyperbole. And the 2020 Dodgers, by the way, were the other team I was missing from those three. Nice. But... Ah, oh, I can't believe we're not playing in the World Series. Yeah, it's got to be puzzling. It's just the worst calendar year of sports ever. Losing the World Series, losing the Super Bowl. At least we both go through the, the pain together. You're not going through anything. I just have to. Oh, deal with, you lost a wild card round. I just have to deal with the and team a that's, blowout divisional round. I just have to deal with the team that stinks. And you didn't make the playoffs. Yeah, but you can at least tune out in like August. I dedicated my life here. Yeah, I, yeah, I get that. So hey, there were so many good memories. I was at in the same year. I was at a no hitter and a playoff game for the first time. Yeah, like, at least unbelievable memories. But oh my goodness! All I can keep thinking of today is that that did not just happen to this baseball team. No, no, no! <laughs> One of my favorite memories. Yeah. Ah. <laughs> uh. Seven That's one. The best moment you guys have seven in recent memory. One, dude. That. Seven one. 
And we came back and won. Oh yeah, my goodness. Him. That was amazing. So amazing, dude. That was so amazing. Oh my goodness. Good times. 2022 Mets regular season was incredible for the most part. Until we blew the division and then lost in the wild card in the playoffs. That was bad. That was bad. Jack. We have uh, someone who I assume would like to challenge my take on Schwarber should have uh, won the NLCS MVP. We have John from Easton. Hey, guys. Uh, I want to say that it was a great series between the Dimebacks and the Phillies. Down 2-0. No one thought they were coming back. Not that great, actually. With resiliency, grit, determination, and the underdog mentality. I call it The fighting D-backs, the answer backs, win the series. And going back to the NLCS MVP... It's not the best player. Kyle Schwarber hit five home runs. He had a great series, games one through five. Where was he in game six and seven? Oh for eight. The MVP award goes to the person who was most valuable to their team advancing. Cattell Marte had a great series all around. He's the main reason, one of the main reasons the Diamondbacks are going to play for the World Series, and I hope they win it because it shows the little teams can still compete and win in this this modern-day, oh, big-time payroll thing, big-time payroll thing. And secondly, the other thing I want to talk about, I don't know if either of you saw these comments by Jonathan Allen after a tough loss to the Giants last week. He was swearing. He was vehemently upset after what happened in that game. I predict a big week for the big fella. Three sacks, a forced fumble, two tackles for loss. He's defensive player of the week for the NFC and a winning effort at Washington. They upset Philadelphia. You guys have a great rest of your show. Thank you. Thank you, John and Easton. Wow, John and Easton coming in hot. That's why we have the phone lines because I don't expect everybody to agree with me. Bold. The and truth brash. is, the truth is, I'll tell you where Schorber was in Game Six and Seven. He was getting pitched around because I don't know if you're aware of the Phillies' batting order. John and Easton behind Kyle Schorber is a man named Treya Turner. <laughs> Treya Turner. Treya, T R E A Turner. Treya, and Treya Turner can't hit a beach ball with a garden hose. <laughs> he is absolutely terrible. There was no thump behind Kyle Schorber. I believe he had three, I think it was, was it four walks in the last two games? He was on base, sir. Uh, he was still valuable uh, even in those games. To go along with those five home runs, I believe he had two doubles. Um, in crucial moments, by the way, uh, one of them was in the ninth inning after the Craig Kimbrell fiasco, um, which gave the Phillies a chance to tie the game, but uh, Trey Turner, Bryce Harper, <laughs> And Alec, you keep uh, saying that, aren't you? Yeah, Trey a Turner and Alec Bohm could not even move him to third. Similar thing happened in Game Seven. Schwarber with a double to lead off, I believe, the sixth, uh, and nothing came of it. Schwarber was playing his behind off that well, big wait, wait, behind. How could of Schwarber his. get a double in Game Six if he was over? Game eight? Seven, I mean, Game Seven. He didn't have a hit in either of the games. No, he, he did not. He went zero for eight. Mitch Schwarber had a double. Um, let me double check that. Let me double check. Double check that. Yeah, I don't think he did. I will find the highlight. It went into right. Oh, field. yeah, one for five. You're Thank right. You. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's okay. See, one for five, and that's in two games. Still not great. No, but one for five because he had like four walks. He was always on base. He was always giving the team an opportunity. In the does, biggest spots. Doesn't mean he should have won the MVP. Yes, though. it does. No, dude. He had the most home runs. Okay. He had the biggest okay. hits. And he gave his team every they opportunity still to win. He just lost. plays like an incompetent franchise. I don't care what he did because they lost. And it's a team 
game. I know it's an individual award, but it's a team game, and they're obviously going to give it to a guy on the team who won. Why? They, Why not give it to the most valuable? Well, if, if that's the case, they should, they should call it the most valuable player on the team that won award. When do you see the MVP go to a player on a team? You never lost? do, and I think it's bogus. John Sebastian Gaguerre won the MVP, the Conn Smythe Award, for the Anaheim Ducks in the 2002 Stanley Cup after they lost to the Devils because he was that good of a goalie. That's probably one of the only instances I can remember so it is possible. in sports where an MVP was given to a player on the team who lost. I think it should have happened. 610-683-4058. I think it was the 2 Cup. Maybe it was 3 I don't know. I'm trying to remember off the top of my head. It might have been 3 Schwarber should have won MVP. He got know. snuffed. I don't know. I would have been one then, so I don't really know. I think it was they give two or three. Regular anyway. season MVP awards to t- uh, to players on teams that don't even go to the playoffs. That's that's a form of losing. I mean, come on. Then Alonzo should have won the MVP the year he had 53 home runs. He probably should have. But he didn't. But he didn't. Which is bogus. So, look, Schwarber had a great series. I'm not going to take that away from him. But he's not the MVP. Yes, he is. I think, okay, honestly, if you want to hear my honest opinion, Catal Marte was crucial. I think one of those two bullpen guys should have won it. Oh, absolutely. That's my the opinion. The Phillies couldn't hit them at Ginkle, all. Ginkle or Seawald could have co-shared that, or one of those two guys could have got it, because they were unhittable. I think the only reason Marte didn't get it was because they were equally dominant, and it's not fair to give it to one over the yeah. other. Yeah. 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 So, I don't know. Heavy hitters. Um, that's, just, that's just my take on that. Uh, all right, I'll get you. That's just my take. Oh boy. Oh boy. Is he back? We have. We got Ruben on the line, Jack. Ruben. Ruben, how you doing? Hello. Hey, Ruben, how we doing? Oh, let's just say I've had better days. I've had better days. Tell us about it, Ruben. I'm struggling through it with you. You told me they would win. Yeah. Well, you know what? I'm I'm not going to try to make any excuses or anything. I, I, I'm, I'm too just emotionally exhausted to even try to analyze what could have gone wrong. But I got to tell you a funny story. Well, it's not really funny, but it's kind of funny that I was it's so upset this morning at the cafeteria, a little the little restaurant where us old folks eat in the morning, that I threw my yogurt across the room at some old guy across the room that's a Diamondbacks fan, and and the the, the two security guys. Called me out, and now I'm banned from going into the old, the old, uh, uh, the old person's home cafeteria for the next week, and I got to eat my yogurt in my room by myself. Ruben, that's dedication. Ruben, Ruben, you saw a target. You were mad. (laughs) You were upset. You let the emotions take over. I don't condone Ruben's actions. And you chuck the yogurt. I don't. I don't condone them either. (laughs) But you know what? That's one heck of a story. Ruben, Ruben, that's the first time I smiled all day. I'll tell you. Ruben, we appreciate you always as a caller. I, I agree with you, Ruben. They they didn't think of anyone but themselves. They didn't think Absolutely. of Ruben. They only cared about themselves. They didn't think about me. They didn't think about Ruben. They didn't think about any of us. Dinner now, which I've got to sit here alone in my room and eat because I'm banned from the cafeteria. Yeah, see? I don't know. All right, guys. I'll talk to you later. I'm too tired to talk anymore. All right, Have a good Ruben. One, Ruben. We love you. What a great call. Right. Have a great night. Thanks, guys. Some crazy stuff from Ruben there. Ruben, a crazy Ruben, scene unfolding in the, Ruben uh, in the cafeteria. Ruben is an absolute living legend. <laughs> living legend. is fantastic. 
I got to say, I mean, hey, Ruben, still listening, I assume. At least, you know, hey, you may be banned and eaten in your room all alone, but at least you can listen to KUR all night long for this 1866 challenge, right? I mean, the timing could not be better. Exactly. Timing could not be better. Um, By the way, if you want to donate, <laughs> go to give.glassy.org <laughs> forward slash KU radio underscore 23. Oh, man. Yes. Um, it would be greatly appreciated. Any amount. Yeah. But the Phillies didn't think about anyone but themselves. Yeah, because they're selfish. I could have had such a great day. I could have had such a great week. But because no. Because had a bad day. You had to go and ruin We had a good thing. But you, Rob Thompson, and the rest of the Phillies, you had to ruin it. You and your precious ego. Quoting Mike Ehrmantraut. It's where we've, uh, it's where we've gotten to. But Ruben... Yeah, brings up a good point. I don't know if there's going to be a next year. Not in that sense, but like. (laughs) Not in that sense. I don't know if this team's (laughs) going to be back. There are some good teams in the NL. Eventually, the Braves are going to break through. I don't think the Diamondbacks are going to fall off the face of the earth. The Dodgers will be competitive. Are the Diamondbacks going to be able to piece this together every year, though? I don't think they're going to be an elite team. No. But, like, they'll be a playoff team. Right. The Brewers, I mean, someone's got to win the, the Central Division. By the way, speaking of the Brewers, the Mets got permission to interview their manager, Craig Council. Oh, good for you. So, uh, we'll see how that goes. Speaking of managers moving, Bob Melvin moves from San Diego to the rival uh, San Francisco Giants. Yes, he does. And Dusty Baker has announced his official retirement from Goodbye. Baseball. Goodbye. See ya. He is done. See ya. His last game coaching was another Game 7 he lost. I believe that makes it 0-4 career in Game 7s. But he did get that World Series that evaded him for so long. By the way, first game seven in Philly's history, and um, I'm good with never having another one. That was awful. That was disgusting. I didn't like the vibe all day. By the way, am I wrong about this, or is Jason Worth your all-time postseason home run leader? Uh, no, he's been tied by Harper and Schwarber this year. With 11 total? Yes. That's terrible. We don't have good players. <laughs> and look, it's going to be we broken make, next year, probably. We don't have good players, A, and B, we don't make the playoffs a lot. We really don't. <laughs> Again, and that's why that's why I get so mad. But look at it. That's Harper's why, done that in two years. This is why I get so mad. And Schwarber, fans. for that matter. This, this is the reason. This is the reason, because you guys don't make the playoffs for squat. You don't make it consistently at all. But when we do, we capitalize. But when you do, but when you do, oh, we finally have success, and we think we're better than everybody else, and can go around and say, not everybody, we're the best. Not we're everybody. the best. We're the best around. 27 other teams, yeah, we're No one than. can keep me down. Correct. I mean, That's exactly three what you teams say. can keep us down, but 27 other ones, or 26 other ones. Nope. You can't. We're the class of the division. Oh, my. We are the class of the National League East. Oh, my. I want a shirt that says that. See, is that the consolation Stop. prize? Stop this madness. It's true. Oh, it's okay. true. Oh, okay. okay. We are. Head-to-head, we have Who represented the National League East in the uh, National League Championship Series two years in a row? Does that mean anything to me? Yes. No? We're better than you. Little brother. Oh, God. (laughs) Stop. What is this, Matt? What am I hearing right now? I don't know. I'm trying to find silver lining. Is that okay? Am I allowed to try and be happy? You can be happy. Anyways. Doesn't mean you're right. I still think Schwarber should be MVP of the okay. NLCS. Well, that's enough out of you with that. That's enough out of you with that. I got a I got an axe to grind. So. But we also have a show to continue. We do. Um and honestly, since game one of the World Series is Friday. Friday. Let's get into game one. Honestly, I, the problem is we can't even fully get into game one because we don't know who's pitching. It's probably gonna be Gallon against 
could just recap it and go to football. Montgomery. Yeah. So. We'll talk about it Monday. Yeah, we'll talk about it Monday. <laughs> Problem is, we, we have sub five minutes to go in hour number one. Yeah. So, um, let's just get an NFL. We'll, we'll probably move a little quickly through that. A little quickly? Uh, a little bit. Yeah, a little bit more quickly. Headline in the be. NFL, by the way. Headline in the NFL. The Eagles are the best team in the National Football Conference. Best record, untouchable. Chris Olave got pulled over. Yeah, Chris Olave is uh, not having a good week. Something about Derek Carr's receivers. <laughs> Don't let people that meme who play so with Carr funny. get in a car. That meme was so funny. Oh, dude. it was hilarious. Oh my goodness. Jesse if you know, Pinkman you know. One? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. Some people on social media are vile. Saul Frank and funny. Uh, Dude, social media is like the worst place ever, but it makes me oh. laugh so much. Oh, it can be the best, but it can be the worst. You know what can also be the best? What? If you go to www.give.classy.org forward slash KU radio underscore 23 underscore Christian McCaffrey. Boom. Boom. Bingo. Bango. Bongo. Why are we doing that now? I don't know if I like that. I'm still, like, indifferent about it for now. KU Radio underscore Michael Jordan. <laughs> the GOAT. I hear Abby. I hear we got it. a packed house in the uh, we KU do. Our studio. We do. I'm just killing time before this hourly break. We do. That's um, how the radio business be going. All right. Let's just let's just start talking Thursday Night Football. Well, 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 we got to recap Monday night. Do we? You San Francisco 49ers. They are losers of two in a row. McCaffrey keeps his touchdown streak alive. Purdy throws an interception. To ice the game there. Primetime Kirk Cousins. Oh, boy. Uh, he gets enough done. 22-14 to 14 the final? 17. 17 the final. Um, oh, yeah, that field goal. How could I forget? I went into that game down by two points with a kicker remaining. Jake Moody. Jake Moody. Uh, he proceeded to miss a field goal in the opening quarter. Made one extra point, or was it two extra points? And then finally, <laughs> in the fourth quarter... Put up a field goal. I got the win. Barely. Finally. Finally. <laughs> after all these years. <laughs> you planted grass? Grass. <laughs> so, the 49ers, what went wrong? What is going wrong? Is it fixable, Jack? Because they've lost to two substandard teams. Look, every team has their hiccups. Just like every rose has its thorn. Yes, correct. Um... The Niners are going through a slide, a, a, a tiny slide. They're losing to bad teams. Look, I'm not going to debate the losing to bad teams, but, you know, they, they can figure this out. Now, they do have Cincinnati next week. Not not the greatest, or this week, I should say. Uh, not the greatest for them, but I think it's a winnable game. I, think they I agree. Out. They're at home. I think they'll go to 6-2, and two, in my humble opinion. On the flip side, are the Vikings better without Justin Jefferson? I, why does that? Why does that happen? Why does it work? I don't know. It's, it's like, every it's like year. The, it's like the Giants' offense is better with Tyrod Taylor than it is with Daniel Jones. Do you know why that and is? The Browns' offense is better. Do you know with why Walker that is? Than Deshaun Watson because Daniel Jones is actually a terrible quarterback. It's true. Overpay of the century. You need to get a new quarterback. I'm sorry. Just look. I because don't want you to. Because you're good for nothing and you're a loser. I, <laughs> it means you have no skills and you're That's a loser. It. That's it. I always I mess that up. So. But Daniel, like. I don't want you to uh, to get a new quarterback because I love watching you suffer as the Giants. Um, 
So. You need a new quarterback. That's what it comes down to. All what right. do you think about We got to step aside, though. Hour of the do. break. We continue talking about this. Hour number two. Don't go anywhere. Here, heavy hitters on the radio voice of Kutztown University. K, you are Kutztown. And welcome to hour number two. I'm trying to bring the energy today, Jack, and Woo! just drown out the pain, right? Drowning out the pain. Ruben is drowning out the pain in their cell, you know? <laughs> One week probation <laughs> like from the cafeteria. What an unfortunate situation developing at the retirement home, you know? Yeah, it's a little tough for Ruben. Look, Ruben's seen it all. And if Ruben is still throwing yogurt containers at age 96, I could damn well come on the radio and voice my opinions in a dignified manner. Yeah! And be upset right there with Ruben. Yeah! Ruben knows what's up. Yeah! I, I appreciate Ruben's fire. I'm going to be your reinforcement guy. Yeah. yeah! My, you'll be my hype man. So, we've talked about baseball. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Enough of this this chicanery. Oh, 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 this chicanery? You think this is bad? This chicanery? We got a packed house. Oh, did they all leave? Yep. No, they're still there. <laughs> How are we doing out in the KUR lobby? We're leaving the KUR lobby. Nice. Where did everyone go? Uh, Where did everybody go? The bookstore. Is it closed? I don't think the bookstore is closed. Building closes at like 10. Ten minutes later. Where did Linda go? Linda went with Abby. Oh, okay. Well, there's an excursion to the bookstore. We had a packed house. I was going to be like, hey, how's everyone doing? I'm like, hey, you are a little bit. Yeah, everyone's going to go, yeah! And then it's just Sid. DJ Sid, how we doing? They can't Classy. hear you. You got to say it louder. Donate to GiveClassy.org, uh, KU Radio underscore 23, because we are giving all our money. You got the forward slash. Forward slash HTTPS, no. all no, that junk. No, 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 okay. no. We need to do this right. <laughs> Give.Classy.org forward slash KU Radio underscore 23. Boom! That's how we do it. That is exactly how you execute that. That was to perfection. This is a uh, fundraising event. We're a little more laid back here on this. Uh, yeah, not not as super of serious of a heavy hitters. I mean, we did the big time MLB analysis. Yeah. Football. We're talking Monday night. Blech. Ooh, what a gross game. Did you watch it? I did not. I watched. I was too busy, upset, and spiraling after Game Six. I watched. And some boy, did it only get worse. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. but it did. Yeah, it's like a John Mulaney clip. What he should have said to me was, I'm homeless, and it gets worse. <laughs> I love John Mulaney. So, NFL, where do you want to preview this week, Jack? With your uh, Eagles, number one in the uh, NFC. Tied for the best record in the league, once again. Once again. Blah, 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 blah. Is it blah. us and the Chiefs, and that's it? Oh, yeah. I got that. Oh. Okay, well, Mitch Screen's our next caller. Um, we'll give a start with the Thursday Night Football game. Tomorrow night, Prime Video. The Bills hosting the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Bills trying to bounce back. A terrible loss for them. On the road to New England last week. Oh, my goodness. That was horrific. The Buccaneers trying to come back after a loss to Atlanta. And who are we talking to today? Jack, we got our favorite. We got Kegs on the phone. Hi, Regs. Yeah, yeah. Kegs is on the phone. I was going to yell at you for not calling after this atrocity we just witnessed. This war crime last night. Yeah, yeah. I... I'm not even going. Well, there's a lot. lot of, you you pretty much covered it all in the first hour. I'm not going to, you know, uh, just just keep on, you know, going on and on. Beating about a it. dead horse. But it was just. I almost think it was. You know, I'm not trying to get all, you know, fancy schmancy and pretending I'm a doctor. But I almost feel like it's like a psychological thing that you know they went into that game 
six. Well, of course, there shouldn't even have been a game a game six. They should have had it wrapped up by then. But they went into the game six thinking, okay, we're good. We're going home to the bank. You know, we we got this. And they they you know they lost. And then you know then then the nerves kicked in and. Game seven rolls around, and uh, you know they're swinging at the first pitch. At, you know exactly what Ruben last week was saying that they shouldn't do. They were doing that and uh, not hitting. I mean the 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 leads that the uh, Diamondbacks had were not insurmountable. Nope. Uh, a little bit of uh, offense could have easily you know uh, taken care of that. Uh, but uh, yeah, hey, the, you know Diamondbacks. They were. I I, I don't like them at all, but. They, they were a better team. They played a better game. They deserve to go. However, I do hope the uh, uh, Rangers do the proverbial butt kicking during this, and they uh, they beat them in. Well, I'm not going to say four. I because I, I think the Diamondbacks do have a lot of fire in them. But I would say uh, I, I think my original call of didn't I say six last week, guys? I think that I think the Rangers are going to win. I have Rangers oh, I said in six. Going to be six over the or the Phillies were going to win in six. So I think the Rangers. I'm going to say the Rangers are going to win. Uh, in six over the Diamondbacks. I got Rangers in six, too. Regs, I want to ask you, you were watching last night. What was your initial, like, what was the emotion from such a, a mild-mannered guy like yourself? Were you upset? What were uh, you I feeling? Mean, it was just uh, so much tenseness around the, uh, the the Regs' house. I mean, it was we were just, uh, you know, it was just, you know, it was, it was just that sick sinking feeling when, when we went down one nothing, and then, you know, boom, hit that, you know, home run, and we all felt a little better, and then, you know, and then it just you know went downhill. And there was at one point I don't know what inning it was, but we had the bases loaded. Oh but, yeah, yeah. You, you just knew that they weren't going to do anything with that because Johan Rojas was at the plate, right Regs. there, right there to score some runs, and you know mm. that that might have saved the whole game, but of course mm. not. Uh, of course not. You know, it was strike out on three or whatever it was. Um, Correct. Yeah, just I don't know, just a disappointing uh, appearance all around. But uh, when they caught that, uh, oh sorry, congratulations to the Diamondbacks, but uh, go Rangers. When they caught that final out. I so I actually walked out of the room. I was watching. I'll tell you what I didn't. Yeah. My my wife and I didn't even like watch. Uh, it, it was just to the point that it was just like, okay, you know, what, we're just going upstairs and forget about it. It's, it's, I don't I don't even want to hear it. Yeah. But uh, Jake, he he stayed with it, and as soon as that final out happened, they turned the TV off right away. Just couldn't even bear to see any celebration or anything. So credit to Jake, man. You go through the five stages. Were you angry today, Regs? Oh yeah, absolutely, oh, absolutely. I mean, as uh, again, so, with so many rage, just lost, missed opportunities. Um, yeah, I don't know. I I don't even want to talk about baseball anymore. It's just it's done. I I'm going to transition over to football. I don't want to like waste you know waste your whole night. You guys got a lot to talk about. Uh, how did I do last week on my uh, on my picks? Ooh, so we got to tally that went- up. You went, I believe it was eight and four through the Monday night game, and you picked San Francisco. So I believe, eight if I tallied correctly, you went eight and five. I'm going to go back. And That's a winning week, Regs. That's really good. Not too bad. Yeah, Not better bad, than either of us. Okay, I'll take that. It's good on you. All right. Well, I'm here with my picks this week. I'll I'll blow through them so I don't waste much of your time. So get the get the, get the pen and paper ready. Get it going, Jack. Um, let's see who we got. I'm looking at my app here. Tomorrow night, uh, Thursday night football: Bucks versus Bills. Uh, yeah, last week I had the, um, uh, I think I had the Buccaneers winning, but the Falcons won, so that was a little, uh... And you had the Bills winning, but the Patriots won. Maybe not, I don't know. Uh, but, uh, this week I think the, the, uh, well, they are playing the Bills. Um, then again, the Bills haven't been that great either. I mean, they just uh, lost to the Patriots. (laughs) It's a confusing game. I don't know what to say about that game. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with the Bills. I'm gonna go with the Bills. I think they are gonna, uh win that game tomorrow night. I could be wrong. Good call. Um, 
Eagles versus Commanders. Uh, well, I, I was happy to see the. Uh, you know, I told you last week I had my concerns about that Eagles game, but you know we did fairly well. Uh, so I think um, I always worry about the Commanders a little bit. You know, ever since that game last year when uh, you know they they surprised us, but I I think we will beat the Commanders on Sunday. So put me down for the Eagles. Uh, Saints versus Colts. That's two kind of who cares games for me. Um, I don't know. Put me down for the Saints. We'll see. Uh, Jaguars versus Steelers. You guys didn't th- didn't believe me last week when I said the Jaguars was going to win that game, but I uh, I was right on that one. That was one of my uh, my correct calls. So, hey, I think the uh, Jaguars got the the momentum, and I'm I'm going to have them winning over the, uh, the Steelers. Yeah. Yep. Giants versus Jets. Another one. Jack didn't believe me when I said the Giants would pull that off, and they did. Good call. Uh, Good call. Speaking of, speaking of the Devils, Amen, the Commanders. They they. Uh, it was uh, Commanders they played, right? Yes. Um, yeah, so, uh, yeah, I, I, you know what? I'm, I'm going to go out on a limb here and make Jack super happy and say uh, that the Giants are going to win this game over the Jets as well. Crazy. Uh, so, always good to beat the JV, Regs. What's that? I didn't hear you. Always good to beat the JV, the junior varsity, uh, is what the Jets are around New York. Giants, okay. Giants, Giants of the varsity. The Giants are poverty. The Jets of the junior varsity. Okay, the Jets haven't won a Super Bowl since Super Bowl three. The Giants have won four. Who's fine. really better? You're fine. Exactly. Especially exactly. recently, you know. <laughs> Neither team's been Yeah, so, uh, you know, yeah, put me down for the Giants. Let's see if I, uh, you know, can we, we can make Jack happy again. Um, Texans versus Panth- <laughs> Panthers. Those poor Panthers. Um, yeah. Texans uh, are exciting. They, they're, they're bound to win eventually, though. So, you know what? I, I'm, I'm going to... I'm going to say that the Panthers are finally going to get their their first W of the year against the Texans. The Texans I like are it good. Crazy. They're decent. They're not 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 great, but they're not horrible. But I think the Panthers are finally going to win one. I'm not an expert on either team really, like you guys are. The, uh, who has a better offense, defense, all that? Who's this player's injured, whatever? But I'm just going to use my gut and say, yeah, this will finally be the uh, the Panthers' first win of the season. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm right. Um, Patriots versus Dolphins. That upset me last week to see the Patriots actually win a game because it's always fun to see the Patriots lose. Correct. Uh, but Fact. Um, uh, yeah, Dolphins. I, I, th- I think that uh, the, the Dolphins are not going to allow the Patriots to continue that. Um, Falcons versus Titans. I guess put me down for the Falcons. Don't really know much. Titans have a backup um, quarterback in, so I got the Falcons there. Yeah, agreed. Vikings, Packers. Um, uh, Vikings. Give me the Vikings. Ooh, okay. Cowboys, Rams. Um, I'll make our buddy Josh Toot happy no. and, and give the Cowboys that game. Oh, come on, Rags. Yeah, I. You know, I. 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 I the Rams are good, but I. I think the Cowboys will will win that one. I got Put you. Me down and see how I do. Uh, two four and two teams: Browns and Seahawks. Um. Uh, okay, I don't think it'll go either way. Um, Brown's playing some pretty good football. Uh, Seahawks in, hit or miss. Uh, I guess put me – what's that? Oh, you're good. Keep going. Okay, sorry. I, thought I heard some uh, noise in the background. I thought you were saying something to me. Uh, put me down for the Browns. Uh, make my colleague who's a big Browns fan happy. Interesting. Um, nice. Chiefs, Broncos. Easy pick. Uh, Bengals 49ers. Yeah, who saw the 49ers losing two games in a row? That was uh, that's definitely that surprising. Kind of fun to see happen. Um, uh, you know what? 
Rex has got to go out on a limb here and say the 49ers are going to win, or I'm sorry, going to lose three games in a row. I wow. see the Bengals upsetting the 49ers. What do you guys think? I love that's it. bold, but I like it. Knock Purdy off his little high horse. Yep. I, oh. that, that would really knock him down to, uh, to reality if they lost three in a row. That, that would be, be, be really funny. So you put me down for the Bengals. That'd be Purdy uh, awesome. Ravens versus Cardinals. Uh, yeah, the Ravens, I mean, they destroyed the Lions last week. That was a little bit of a surprise, but I guess the Lions had some injuries and stuff, so that was maybe not that unexpected, but uh, the Ravens should be an easy win on that one. Um, Bears, Chargers, uh, two not-so-great teams there, but I did I did have the Bears winning last week. Um, you know what? Give the Bears another win. We're down wow. for the Bears, and Monday, next Monday, Raiders, Lions. Let's hope the Lions can come back from that humiliating loss in Baltimore last week, and I, I'll have the Lions for that one. So there you go. There's Rex's picks. All right. We love it, Regs. Thank you, Regs. We Great appreciate caller. the time. We will right. report See back you. with your picks Talk to you next later, week. Guys. Have a good night. Sounds good, Regs. There he is, the one and only Monsoon Mike. Um, thanks for all that he does around here. We wouldn't be where we are without him. Very true. And, very, um, very true. And a good week for him last week. Yeah, eight and five. Good, good inaugural week for. He's Regs got his picks. finger on the pulse of the NFL. He does. Recapping Regs' picks: Bills over Bucks on Thursday night. Do you he agree with that? Went to the first. Yeah, you know we can give we can go through. These yeah, why games. don't we just do it based on regs and? Yeah, yeah. Bills over Bucks. I'm going to go with agreeing on that. They're eight point favorites. Yeah, I, I think Josh. I think they're home. This is a prime bounce back opportunity for sure. You lost a gut punch game up in New England against your rivals. You're you're mad. You're ticked off. I think Allen and Diggs are going to have a really big time game here. Give it the Bills to win. Bills to cover. I'm going to go Buffalo to win it 31 to 13. For sure. I think they win big. Not a particularly impressive defense for the Buccaneers. Uh, yeah, look for Diggs to be all over it. Allen will have time to throw to him. Deadly combination. Um, I like that 31-13. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to join you on that. Hey, you're tailing me. Appreciate yeah, you. Appreciate you, buddy. Yeah, love you, dude. Yes, you too, brother. You <laughs> too. I was turning up our mic volumes. That's why I kind of got like delayed there. So, um, anyway, let's keep it going here. Um, we're going to skip over the Eagles Commanders because that's a 4 p.m. game. Um, so then we'll go back to oh, that. Oh, is it? I thought it yeah. was at 1 o'clock. No, Eagles play, like, every weekend at 4 o'clock. No, it is 1. I thought it is so. One. I'm yeah. sorry. It was the bottom 1 p.m. game, so I just assumed it was, like, 4. No, it is 1. You know, well, let's just start there, then. Let's just start there. That is my mistake. That was foolish. Eagles, Commanders. Um, I'm going to go with... Oh, this is tough. There's no upset here. I'll start it off for us. No upset here. The Eagles always play the Commanders better in Washington for some reason. Uh, just made a big defensive signing, which we'll talk about, Jack. Trade. Uh, oh, yeah, trade. Sorry. Uh, what did they give up, by the way? I don't so even they think got, I ever saw the compensation. They got Kevin Byard from the Titans. A safety. Did see that, yep. A Philly kid going to be playing for his hometown team and his favorite childhood team growing up. Uh, in return, the Titans got a fifth-round pick, a sixth-round pick, and safety Terrell Edmonds. That's pretty good value, if you ask me. So Yeah, I would agree. I would uh, agree. Yeah, big, uh, big trade there for the Birds. Adding to that... Um, you know, weaker secondary. Uh, just that has been rattled by injuries after the, uh, what's his name? Guy that Maddox? I used to hate. Yeah, Maddox. Avante Maddox. Um, after he got injured for this season. <sighs> um, no, Eagles are going to win this game pretty pretty handedly. A big, big resounding win over the Dolphins in prime time last week. Kickstarts his team. And this is that last game before the real, real gauntlet opens up. Niners are kind of going through that right now. I mean, you lose to the 
Browns and Browns the aren't Vikings. a horrible football team. Four and two, but it's not a good four. The and Vikings two. is not a good loss. Yeah, but like they, they get the Bengals, they get the Jaguars in the coming weeks. Like it's some tough. good teams. Yeah. So we shall see. Yeah, we shall see how things shake out there. I'm gonna go with Washington to get the upset. Oh my goodness! And I say this because it's tough to sweep an in division opponent every like in any year. Not that hard. Any year. We make a habit of doing it to the Giants. Any year. That's enough. That's enough. <laughs> it's true. I don't care if it's true. <laughs> it might be true. That's enough. Uh, I think John has a decent point with, with the Allen thing. I think we'll have a big game. Um, here's the, Okay, it's really either going to go one of two ways. Washington will step up to the challenge and prove that they're trying to turn a corner as an organization, or they will get stomped on. Or they will get stomped on. There's no in between. They're I don't know. I think it could close. be another like, they're gonna close win, win close. The they're going to win close, or they're going to get crushed. I think it could be like a seven-point win for the Eagles. So I'm going to take the risk, and I'm going to go with Washington and win. No confidence okay. in that pick at all. Zero. Hey, you're going out on a limb. I, I respect it. Yeah. I have zero confidence in that pick, but I'm going with it. Yep. So. All right. Saints-Colts, let's move on. I'm going with New Orleans. Despite an impressive showing on offense last week by the Colts uh, against the Stout Browns defense, I think New Orleans gets the win here. Uh, I'm going to tail with regs here on that pick. I disagree. I think the Colts... Like you said, they showed some great offense, even with their backup quarterback. They seem to be a well-coached team. The defense has some holes, but they're playing the New Orleans Saints with all kinds of controversy and not yeah, such a good offense. I, I get that, but the Saints need to bounce back. I don't care. I and don't the, think they don't, get it here. I don't think the Colts are a great football team. I think the Colts are an okay football team, and that's more than the Saints can handle right now. So, I don't know. I don't know. I'm going with the Saints. Jack Steelers, I'm going to go with Jacksonville. Jacksonville's the better football team right now. I like the Steelers' defense offensively. Uh, um, still very, very rough with Matt Canada calling the place. So. I'm worried about Trevor Lawrence protecting the football in this game. Defense for the Steelers uh, applies a lot of pressure. Like what you said, you, you like the defense. Um, I'm really thinking about it. This I one's think really close, close in my I opinion. I think it's a field goal win for Jacksonville. Absolutely. I think it's a field goal win for either team. I don't think there's that magical play. Pick it to Pickens. Um, the problem is, I think Christian Kirk in the slot presents yeah, an interesting matchup. It is a good secondary. matchup. Yep. Um, it's going to be tough sledding for uh, for the running game. And actually, Trevor Lawrence is officially listed as questionable. All these things lead me to believe that it's the Steelers, but I, I have some sort of confidence in Dougie P and the Jags. Give me Jacksonville over the Steelers. I just don't like the Steelers. Yeah, I can tell that. I'm just going the Jacks because it's my gut pick. It's what my gut's telling me. Um, the Steelers have been playing well, I think, especially defensively. One of the better games this week. Yeah, I just don't think the offense is going to be able to put up enough points. Mm-hmm. That, that's that's my problem. That is that is my problem. But here. will the Jags' offense be able to put up enough points? Yeah, I do. Against that defense? I do. All right. All right. Moving right along. We both have Jacksonville. I'm very worried about it. Giants over Jets here. Um, that's what Regs's pick is, and I am going to agree with it. I think it's going to be a defensive showdown. I think it's going to be a very low-scoring game. I'm going to go with the Giants to win 17-14. Oh. Yeah, I think I'm going to join you. I, this is a toss-up, in my opinion. Yeah, it, it's another toss-up This is me. a pick em. It's a rivalry game. Yep. Pick'em type scenario. But I'm going to go with the Giants to just eke it out ever so slightly. I'm going to put faith in the guys to get two wins in Give a row. Give me the Jets being able to run the football. Yeah, that's my one concern. That's my one concern. Brees Hall could just run it down I think throws. Brees Hall could have the game-winning touchdown late in the fourth quarter. Give me the Jets in this rivalry. 
over the Giants. So I'm going to go with the Giants. 17-14, what I said. I'm going to go with the Texans to beat the Panthers. Me too. Uh, I don't think there's much to deliberate there. I don't think Stroud is one of the best young quarterbacks in the league. The Panthers are an atrocity to the game of football. They are so bad. They are so awful. bad. Bryce Young gets no protection. He throws a lot of interceptions. He's showing that he's a rookie. Give me Houston to win. I like what they're doing there. You exactly. Um, I like the Panthers. They're not good at the game of football. Texans win fairly easily. I like Regs's, uh, you know, giving them a yeah. donating I mean, that is in there. Gutsy upset pick, Regs. Mm-hmm. And I can appreciate that. Yeah. Really. All right. Dolphins over Patriots. I'm going to agree. I agree that. with I that. I think the Dolphins, um, they're a very good football team. I wouldn't say an elite football team, but I say they're very good. Ten times better than New England is, mm-hmm. and they're going to be, they will stomp the Patriots. Oh, my goodness. I don't think it's going to be close. Yep. Ran into a wall uh, against the Eagles in Philadelphia. This team is good, though. Uh, they'll beat the Patriots pretty handedly. All righty, let's keep moving on here. Falcons and the Titans. Backup QB for, for Tennessee, you said, Mitch. Um, give me give me Atlanta to win. Uh, B. John Robinson didn't really get a whole lot of usage last week because he was sick, apparently. Um, so I think it will be better for this week's game. Um, give me Atlanta to win. Yeah, give me Atlanta as well. Uh, Tennessee can't play. They can't play. They're a bunch of bona fide scrubs, and they just traded away uh, another good piece of the team. Yeah. This team is selling at the deadline. This team is not competitive. Falcons. So I do not think they'd be the worst team in this division, Tennessee. That's odd, isn't it? It's really weird, but it's true. Yeah. I think the Colts are just ever so slightly better. I oh I, I think the Texans are the second best better. team in this division in, yeah, in this division. I agree with that. So I don't know. Interesting how that shakes out. One of the two losses for Jacksonville is Houston. That's so odd. Yeah, I know. Right? In Jacksonville. Yep. Crazy. Crazy times. Ooh, you get there, me. buddy? Oh, yawning. Yeah, nice. I'm sorry. Hey. We got a long night ahead of us. We buddy. do. We do. Don't be yawning now. Um, Vikings and the Packers. This is a weird game for me. I think I'm the going Vikings... Minnesota. I'm going Minnesota. I hate Ugh. Green Bay's offense. I hate the offense. Jordan Love, not that good of a quarterback from what he's shown this year. Does that mean he will never be a good quarterback? No. I just don't like what I've seen from him this year. I don't love the playmakers he has on the outside. The running attack is underwhelming with the combination of Jones and Dylan. And Jones hasn't really been consistently healthy so far this year. Outside of his big week one in Chicago. For that reason, I like what, what Cousins can do. Better quarterback, better weapons. Papa John's. <laughs> I was thinking <laughs> the same thing. I was figuring out opinion. Better quarterback, better receivers, better team gets the win. Vikings over the Packers. Give me the Vikings to build on beating the what was thought to be the best team in the league, best team in the NFC, the whole nine yards. I think they build on it. They beat their division rival in the Packers. They have the better weapons even without – uh, Justin Jefferson, this team wins without Justin Jefferson for some weird reason. Um, yeah, give me Kirk Cousins and the Purple People Leaders to beat the Packers. Okay, uh, Cowboys and the Rams. Oh, man. Rams, I'll go first. Tough one last week. Lows I know Rags had the Cowboys here, right? Yeah. Yeah. How about them Cowboys? Yeah. Uh, Rams lost to Pittsburgh? Yes. So Correct. The Cowboys were on a bye. I think the Cowboys come out sluggish. This team's never been coached well whatsoever. I think the Rams are a good football team, only getting better as the year goes on. I have the Rams handing them boys their third loss of the season. 
I'm going to tell you there. I'm going to go with the Rams as well. Oh, I think, yeah. I think Mike McCarthy is a horrific football coach. Yep. I mean, this guy is a horrific football coach. Better offense, you think? Rams or Cowboys? Oh, Rams. Season? Rams yep. this year. It's got to be. It's got to be. Oh, my goodness, dude. C.D. Lamb is one of the most misused wide receivers in football. They don't know how to get on the football consistently. No. This Cowboy offense that's now run by Mike McCarthy is a joke. They have so many playmakers. The offensive output should be way better than it is, but they're held back by this buffoon's coaching Offensive scheme, horrible. Give me the Rams to win. The defense is also falling apart. By the speak. way, by the way, talking of the Cowboys, the Micah Parsons hype train oh, needs to be stopped. Yeah, let's slow it down. Can we? Bit. He's not even the best edge rusher in football. Okay? I think TJ Watt's better. I think Miles Garrett's better. I think Nick Bose is better. Yeah, he's definitely in that upper tier, but like, he's... He is a great football player. Oh, he's so good. But he's not the best edge rusher. And can we stop, for the love of God, comparing him to Lawrence Taylor, the best defender ever? Yeah. Um, it needs to stop. It's absolute madness. I agree with you. I understand that uh, L.A. has trouble running the ball, but their defense is getting stronger. This young group of guys is really good. Um, yeah, I, I just think that they're going to hold the Cowboys... Cowboys are going to look stagnant, and the Rams are going to find some big passing plays like they typically do. Um, Matt Stafford and the guys. Cooper, Puka, Tutu. <laughs> the whole nine yards. I, I love the names. Dude. I know. Even Puka like, Nakua, Tutu Atwell. Cooper like, Cup. Cooper, Cooper Cup's Cup. a fun name. It is. Even Tyler Higby. Dude, I like the name Higby. I love how their receivers are just not even from like big colleges. I know. Cooper Cup went to Eastern Washington, That's an so FCS funny. school. Puka Nakua came out of BYU. The Bayou. Mormons represent. Uh, <laughs> Mormons represent. <laughs> what? I'm not wrong. I know. Um, and <laughs> Mormons and all six. That was funny. That was funny. You yeah, know that was it. funny. Um, and then Tutu Atwell, who went to Louisville. Louisville. Yeah. I mean, they're a Power Five conference school, but they're not like a football powerhouse. Yeah, I know. So, so I got the Rams over the boys. Yeah, so do I. All righty. Brown Seahawks. I believe this game is in Seattle. Ooh, uh, that makes a difference. This, this is a really close game. Give me the Seahawks to win. I don't think it's a close game. I think it's a really close game. I don't game. love the quarterback situation at all for, for Cleveland. I Deshaun Watson, in that situation, I feel like it's not being talked about enough. I mean, not it's a at nightmare. all. It's the worst. It, it's, it's the worst signing ever. Yeah. Probably the worst contract in NFL history. Ever. And of course, it's the Browns to do it. It's just so on brand for Cleveland. It's disgusting. If what they, they did. if they could extend a quarterback who could turn out worse than he didn't, and it's not all their fault um, because of the off the field stuff, that's not in the save of the organization. Um, first off, that's absolutely terrible. Second of all, the on field, what like they could have could have controlled, uh, not good, not good. He looks like a shell of himself. Um, man, oh man, oh man. It's bad when your offense is running better with PJ Walker at the helm than the guy you're paying close to forty million a year for. Yep. So, yeah, I got and, the Seahawks. Yeah, give me the Seahawks. I like Kenneth Walker on the ground. I uh, like it in a close game, though. I don't think this is a runaway. Um, I like the receiver depth, man, for for Seattle. Oh, oh isn't it nice? Last late last week, man. Lockett, Smith and Jigba, Bobo. Yep. Like, man, they got good depth there. Um. So, with that point, I. Uh, what are you doing? Um, the computer went to sleep. Why are you but, clicking? Uh, turn it back on. But it's not like I even have to play anything. Yeah, I was going to say, there's no need. So, no, I just want to be courteous. All right. For the person after me. So, after us in these next 30 minutes. 
By the way, if you want to have your thoughts about football or any variety of sports subjects, you can call us here, 610-683-4058. Also, it's a good time to mention that if it is our 1866 challenge, so if you would be so courteous to donate to Kutztown University Radio, you can go to give.classy.org forward slash Radio underscore 23. Any amount you can give is appreciated. Alrighty. By the way, Classy is spelled C-L-A-S-S-Y. Just thought we should mention that in case you don't know how to spell Classy. I'm too classy to spell. I'm too classy to spell classy. <laughs> yes, governor. Oh, my goodness. Get the tea and crippets. This is how you know. It's all right. It's only 630. It's off the rails, man. It's 630, and we're already going bonkers. Not good. All right. Uh, let's go to Chiefs and Broncos. Not much to talk about here. Cheese? Kansas City's going to win. They're going to win convincingly. Yeah, cheese and Broncos. <laughs> the Kansas City cheese. Um, <laughs> we're, not, we're not in Wisconsin. The Chiefs. Um, or the fighting Taylor Swifts, as some like to refer them to. <laughs> this is the worst thing to happen to football. It's bad. In my life. It is not good. Pass interference calls, challenging. Um, it's so bad. Is it a catch? Is it not a catch? The tuck rule. I don't care about any of it. Taylor Swift being associated this closely with the National Football League has almost single-handedly ruined my life. This is bad. It's the worst. Really, I watched really a video of a woman who saw that Taylor Swift played for the Chiefs, who wear red, go to a Buccaneers-Falcons game because she thought it gave her the best chance of seeing Taylor Swift because they're both red teams. I don't care if that is even satire or not. That's terrible. I don't care. It was believable enough. Either really good acting or just a really moronic person. Oh, my goodness. I want to believe the latter of the two. Me too. So, All right. We're going with the Chiefs to take down the, the Kansas City Broncos. I am losing. Oh, man. The Denver Broncos are... Get it together, man. Um, Kansas City's going to win this one. Yeah. Not even close. Not close at all. Unlike the last game, which was weirdly close between these two. It was a gross game. It was gross. Thursday night. Ugh. By the way, I don't like Thursday night football. The games are always terrible. Well, do you know why that is? It's because every team is mandated to play on it. Yeah. So you have to have the bad teams. Also, also, because Al Michaels is on the call and he needs to go. He needs to check into the. He needs to check into Ruben's place. What? Oh, I'm sorry. I was listening to an Al Michaels broadcast. And I just had to wake up. Oh, that guy man. needs to retire. He needs to go hang out. Where with Where is the excitement, Al? Has it all gone away? I know you don't do Sunday night anymore, but like, can you can you even give us a little bit of excitement? Like his call on the on the 27 point comeback when they won the game, the Jags. Yeah, yeah. And it is good. And the Jags will win. Uh, dude, I don't think I've ever heard a more unenthusiastic call in my life for a team who erased a 27-point halftime deficit. It was unbelievable. I, I've heard more excitement on golf. Exactly. It's crazy. So, Al Michaels needs to move over. I love him. With all due respect, Do you I've, believe in miracles? I've heard more yes. excitement at an old folks home. I, dude, from what we're hearing out of Ruben's place. That's what I'm saying. I mean, yogurt is flying, Jack. <laughs> exactly. Yogurt is flying. Exactly. It's crazy. So... Man, oh man. Um, Could you imagine Ruben hanging out with Al Michaels? <laughs> that would be hilarious. That would. Just talking sports. That'd be funny. <sighs> now, here's a guy. That's Chris Collins, right? I know. And it's Fitzgerald. Fitzgerald's insane. Flip to Fitzgerald. He scores. And he throws it back across the field to Fitzgerald. If it's Gerald, still going inside the 10. Larry, Larry Fitzgerald, Fitzgerald is insane. I love Collinsworth just in the middle of him running down. The- if he scores, it's over. <laughs> yeah. We know. If he scores, it's over. We know that, bud. 
We got it. We got it covered. Fitzgerald's inside the 20. Inside the 10. Larry Fitzgerald's insane. Yeah, I know. To Best Al Michaels call. What do you think it is? Oh. Oh, man. That's tough. It is, right? The problem is Al Michaels has done so many sports. I know. Like, he's been a broadcaster for so long. He, Baseball. I think he did. Was he the guy who broadcasted during the, the Miracle on Ice? Yes. Do you believe in miracles? Yes. I think that's my favorite. Yeah, that's got to be. That's got to be. be the top. I mean, that was the mo- one of the most iconic moments in American sport history. Peak Al Michaels. By the way, the Miracle on Ice is great. Oh, my gosh. But did you ever hear the story? My dad told me this story of... um. When the Soviets played the Flyers in an exhibition game, after beating like all the other teams that they were playing, they played like four exhibition games against NHL teams. It was like mm-hmm. the Capitals, the Bruins, I think the Islanders, maybe the Rangers. It was some New York team, I think. Um, and then they came to Philly. And in the first uh, period, we were checking them so hard. They, they were like, this isn't fair, and they left the ice. <laughs> and they only came back because the owner of the Flyers, I forget who it was, uh, called him and said, if you don't play, you're not getting your $200,000. Hope you know that. <laughs> and they came back out. And then I forget if they left again or if the Flyers just beat them fair and square. Um, but the the call on that was, uh, like, they were talking about the like the whole game. And they're like, the Flyers are really flying around here. And look at the Soviets. They're going home. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. Anyways, I don't I don't know if that was uh, also Al Michaels, but it was a funny call. While we're talking about old hockey moments. So, love that. Yeah. They're going home. <laughs> Oh, man. To That's reminisce. That's impossible. That's impossible. Oh, that has to be another good Al Michaels call. And, oh, it hit the upright again. He sounds like so in pain. That's impossible. That's impossible. Yeah, he was relating to every Bears fan in the stadium that night. I can't believe, like, you ever think about that? Like, one moment just completely spirals the franchise in a different direction. There's a bunch of those. Like, the Bears with the double doink never were the same. Never got back to that point. Nope. They were 12-4 and four that year with Mitch Trubisky. Like, they could have, if they could have got by the Eagles, there was no telling what that team could have done. Yep, they were good. And we That defense them. was insane. And the Eagles and the uprights said, we do not care. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> Did we cover all our games? And I should have. <laughs> should have stopped, stopped them when, when I had, had the, the chance. chance. Who's the Sunday night game this week? Bears, Chargers. Oh, my God. Uh, okay, we still have Bengals 49ers. Right oh, yeah. with the Bengals, I'm going to take the 49ers in a bounce back. They're home. They lost two in a row. This team is simply too good to lose three in a row in Are they? estimation. Are they? I don't they're think they win. have a very good quarterback, No, they're going to win. They're going to win. I don't think so. I don't think so. The you just love to hate on Brock Purdy. Bengals have By the, the way, quarterback. Mitch Ooh. hates feel-good stories. No, I don't. You do. I really like to feel good. He's just a fraud. He's the <laughs> okay, Mike Ross buddy. of the NFL. <laughs> And Joe Burrow is coming in as Harvey Specter. I like Mike Ross. And he's going to set the record. I don't. Well, Mike's okay. Rachel's the worst. So. I don't know. I like Mike Ross. Any other me. Suits fans out there? 610-683-4058. <laughs> well, one of Mitch and I's favorite shows. Yeah, dude. Well, it's Mitch's love favorite suits. show. Lewis is the best. Who's the Lewis of the Oh, my of the goodness. NFL? Gross. I hate Lewis. Nah. Just so no, I can't say that. Whoa! I was not about to say the F word, by the way. I think you I were. I was about to say fat, but oh, I didn't want to fat shame. <laughs> I know that sounded really bad starting with Oh, the that F was, symbol. I was about to like have a heart attack. So, yeah, no, I was not, that was Dude, not a thought that was running through You are life. not the odds on favorite to curse on air first between the two of so. us. <laughs> yeah. You are not favored. Say, <laughs> I was going to say fat, but fine. I'll, I'll just come out and say that Lewis is 
Fat and a bad He's a lawyer. large man. Fat and a bad lawyer. Large and in charge. <laughs> what has this become? Anyway, let's finish up these NFL picks here. This is the 1866 40, challenge. 49ers over the Bengals. That's what I got. You have Bengals over the Niners. San Francisco. We're Z- both going to take the Ravens. We're both taking the Ravens to beat the Cardinals. Are you sure about Not that? Not much to deliberate there. Um, unless you really want your friend to throw a uncrossable to stop sign again. Nah. He's having a good week. Yeah. That guy's chilling. Wonder why. His life's going great. Well, a nah, bunch I, of reasons. Yeah. Um, Bears and Chargers. Give me the Chargers. There's no way the Chargers. Yeah, I'm going Chargers. There's no way this football team falls to two and five. Yeah, I got the Chargers. I mean, they are led by Brandon Staley. The Bears are one too of the bad. most incompetent coaches to ever grace the NFL. But like the Chargers have really good players. Yeah, and when you're playing the Bears, it's kind of all you need. Exactly. All you need is Aaron Rodgers, Tyson Bajan, line to make uh, a second start, or Bajan. Who was the guy Bajan that caught that 75 yard touchdown? For who? The Packers against the Bears. When? You know what I'm talking about. 2018. Oh, man. Like, when Rodgers was hurt and then he came. Randall Cobb. Oh, I was, that's what I was going to say. Yeah. I was going to say Randall, Randall Cobb. Randall Cobb. I wasn't sure. So. Randall Cunningham, actually. <laughs> By the way, Purdy's in concussion protocol. Really? So, I'm still going San Fran. Well, the Niners might actually win then. Still going San Fran. That's enough. You hate Brock Purdy. I really do. He's not that good. So, All right. He's won so many of these games. We do not care. All right, Monday night game, final one, Lions and Raiders. We'll preview that on the Monday show. That's true. You're right. I didn't even think of that. Well, we're done with the NFL. Stay tuned. 20 minutes left. Um, let's divvy this up. I'll just give you some college games to look out for for the week. I actually got one I want to break down, but I'll do that in a minute. Uh, tomorrow night, Syracuse-Virginia Tech. That's an ACC showdown. Um, okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh. That was funny. Anyway, Syracuse, Virginia Tech, uh, a minus three favorites are Virginia Tech in that game. They're home. Ah, two two middle of the road ACC teams coming at it there. Um, let's go to Saturday here. Oklahoma, Kansas. That's a fun one in the Big Twelve. Oklahoma. What a year, Brett Venables, year two in Norman, Oklahoma, seven and zero. They're going to five and two. Kansas. Jalen Daniels could play. Um, but Jason Bean, I think, is the more probable guy to get the start in this one. But Oklahoma's preparing for both, so we shall see uh, what, what what goes on there. But for now, uh, I'm going to take Oklahoma. For now, I'm going to take Oklahoma. They're 10-point favorites. Uh, I think they are definitely going to run the table. I mean, it's a tough stretch because they get Kansas on the road. They get Oklahoma State on the road. Um, Battle, of Bedlam's, Battle of Bedlam's always weird. Um, between these two schools. Uh, great rivalry game of the Big 12 uh, between the two Oklahoma schools. Uh, but then they get West Virginia, and then, um, yes, going back to the NFL, I did say Purdy is in concussion protocol back to the 49ers. Um, so that is an interesting interesting point there. I, I did pick San Francisco, but I think I'm going to remain confident in that pick. Um if Purdy doesn't play, then the Bengals are probably going to win. But you know what? I'm going to have confidence that Purdy's going to play through it. Uh, he's going to get cleared to play, I should say. Concussions are always serious. You don't have to like force a guy to play through anything like that. But I'm going to say Purdy gets it on to play. San Francisco is going to get the win. Uh, now shifting back to college, though. Oklahoma, Kansas. I'm going to take Oklahoma to win. Oklahoma to cover. I'm confident in them on the road to get the job done. Indiana goes to Penn State this week. Big opportunity to bounce back for the Nittany Lions. Um, tough loss against the Buckeyes. We talked about it in length. 
on the Monday show. I'm not going to go back down that road. Penn State's going to rebound. They're going to whoop Indiana. They are going to beat them down. Anyway, let's keep going here. Um, South Carolina A&M, interesting SEC show down there as I'm scrolling through these games. Clemson, NC State, that's an ACC show now. I mean, the ACC, I got I want to really take a deep dive into the ACC real quick here because I, I just want to take a deep dive in the ACC because not only because I'm a Florida State fan, but how this race is really shaking up because of last week, North Carolina losing to Virginia, Miami beating Clemson to get their first ACC win uh, of the year. Duke still in it with their loss to Florida State. Like, Florida State is the top dog right now. Undefeated, they're 7-0, 5-0 in ACC play. And I think they're going to stay that way for uh, for uh, the rest of the regular season. I think they're going to run the table, wow. just in my mind. That nice. might be bold. That might be bold, but I, do not, I, I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. I'm a Florida State fan. Noel blooded. That's all I'm saying. So, <laughs> that's... So cringe. <laughs> that is so stupid. That's one of the things that's I know that's a thing. <laughs> that is so that's one tribe. That's in the same vein as Philly going down to yellow and brown. No blooded. <laughs> one tribe. Come on now. Stop it. Who do you think you are? I am. No. Oh. <laughs> Thoughts on no blooded 610-683-4058. What? What? I can't be passionate about my college team. That's I love Florida State. A dumb saying. Like so. I can admit that. Like I like the Eagles a lot. Like they're my favorite team. Like go birds. Like first of all, it lacks in comparison to the Eagles chant. That's just a generational thing. So the older generation loves the E A G L E S Eagles. Now, like modern day, you just say, "Hey, go birds," and it, I don't like that. I need, I need Eagles chant. I need hey, hey. And then everyone around you is just like, you know, it's a bonding thing. Go Birds is very muted. Casual. But uh, keep very pounding for back. the Panthers, not good. Not good. Get better. <laughs> That's just so. You're the Panthers. You could go like, roar, you know? <laughs> you could go, roar. Instead, you go, keep pounding. Keep pounding. <laughs> like, that's good advice elsewhere in life. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Not here. <laughs> That one oh. broke Jack a little bit. If you want to, if you want to donate to KUR <laughs> after that display, give.classy.org forward slash KU radio underscore 23. That's give.classy.org forward slash KU radio underscore 23. All right. Wrapping up the show. Final 15 minutes. College football talk. I mentioned I want to talk about the ACC. Who do I think Florida State would meet out of those top four teams right now? I think. If you look at the rest of the schedule, Louisville has Duke this week. Big matchup there. Virginia Tech, Virginia, Miami, and Kentucky. Some games there that they are going to have to move around. Obviously, Kentucky is an out-of-conference game, rivalry game, in-state battle, as Kentucky's in the SEC. But for their final four regular season ACC games, two of them are winnable, I think, since they get both Virginia Tech and Virginia at home. I think Louisville should take care of business there. Miami on the road, that's a tough game. As much as I don't like Miami, have to admit it, that's not going to be an easy one. And Duke this week, also not an easy game. If Louisville loses to Duke, I don't think they'll be going to the ACC Championship game this year. For UNC, they get Georgia Tech. They get a, a cupcake in Campbell out of conference. They get Duke, Clemson, and NC State. I don't know where to go with UNC here. For UNC, that loss to Virginia is so puzzling to me. I mean, just such a hiccup. And, and Clemson... North Carolina State and Duke are all better teams than Virginia, bar none. It's not even close. So if you lose to Virginia at home, how can I expect you to competently win against those other teams? 
I think Florida State, in my humble opinion, I think they're going to get a rematch with Duke. I think Duke's going to beat Louisville this week, and I think Duke's going to run the table, and I think Florida State and Duke are going to meet again in the ACC title game. Honestly, I mean, it's hard to see the conference shake out any way other than that. UNC still has a fighting chance. Um, I don't know. I like I like your reasoning. I really do. I really do. Um, I just think the Miami game is going to trip up Louisville. I think that's the lone obstacle for them. Oh, and Duke. I said Duke's going to win this week. So Yeah. That's boring if Duke wins. The Blue Devils. The Blue uh, Devils. Go Blue really Devils. Really good defense. <laughs> really good defense. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, just if Riley Leonard's Duke ankle here. is healthy enough to play. That's the thing. If Leonard doesn't go, Louisville's going to win. If Leonard plays, I like Duke. Yeah. It's all about quarterback. Quarterbacks are important in football. Yeah. That's, How about that expert analysis? That, yeah, I was going to say, it doesn't really take a genius to to say that. but They know. better figure that out. Yeah, they better figure that one out. <laughs> Um, I, I like it, uh, and I think Florida State would win that game. By the way, again, yeah, same, agreed. Again, how far do you think Florida State goes this year, Jack? Do you think they make the college football playoffs? If they go undefeated and win the ACC title game, I think they have to go into the playoffs and would probably lose in the first round. You think they'd lose? Yeah, I love my Knowles, but I'm realistic. I don't think they have. This is not the final, final destination for Mike Norvell. This is a really, really good Florida State football team. This isn't an elite Florida State football. See, it's a good uh, building block year. Exactly. It's another big step forward good. to continue to establish like Florida that. State back as a national brand consistently. Like, I, I think, I just don't think we'd match up well against an Ohio State. Would you play like, Ohio like, State or would you play It's like, weird. Georgia? Like, I feel like we could match up better with Georgia than we could Ohio State. Yeah. Which is so puzzling to me considering Georgia, Georgia the way they've been the last couple of years. But this Ohio State team, I have a lot of belief. That in. Ohio really State's good. beatable, man. They're really I'm good. telling you. Their offense is not that good. You shut down one receiver, they can't score. Well, and they didn't have a Maserati they didn't, Marv. They didn't have their second receiver last week against Penn State. I don't care. They I didn't still have don't Mika care. So I don't he's care. very good. He's okay. He's fine, but he's not a as much as of a, of a game wrecker as Marvin. Uh, I don't know. Maserati is. I'd like to see it happen though. Florida State play either Georgia or Ohio State. <laughs> I think it would be an interesting game. Excuse me. Um, you could score on that Ohio State uh, team though. If you have a quarterback that can complete a pass in yeah. the second half. Travis but, is good. Yeah, he's he's much more competent than Drew Aller. Um, watching this Ohio State team very up close and personal this week, they have holes. They have holes. Uh, we'll get to that if it comes to it, though. That's just my personal opinion. I think you'd be... Uh, just fine. I think you'd, you'd really have a good chance. So, yeah. I know you haven't played anyone at their caliber yet, but... Duke's a good football team, but not that caliber. Right. My That's own. what I'm Sorry. saying. Well, LSU's good. Yeah, I don't know if that level. No one. I mean, it's Ohio State and it's Georgia. It's about it up there. Yeah, Michigan. Michigan, yep. The weird thing is Ohio State and Michigan are going to play each other. So we'll separate that out. We'll get that figured out. Yeah. Um, By the way, going back to Duke-Louisville, Louisville hasn't lost a game at home this year. Um, their lone loss was last time out. They're coming off a bye week, by the way. They were at Pitt, lost 38-21. Tough. Tough little swallow. Got to come home. We can't even get it out of your system right week. You got to let it simmer with a bye week. I hate that. I hate losing before a bye week. Yeah, it's terrible. Worst feeling in sports. It's bad. Just it's like bad. Uh, losing before the bad. All-Star break in baseball. Yeah, dude. Awful. It's just a bad note. You go into the All-Star break, vibes are down. You can't even like can't even get excited it. and go rewatch some highlights because you're so sad. Yeah. <laughs> you're so sad. <laughs> I don't know why I said it like that. but <laughs> Oh, that's funny. 
All right, speaking of Georgia, they go down to Jacksonville, Florida to play the Gators this week in that neutral site game down at TIAA Bank Field. TIA. <laughs> Georgia, just over two touchdown favorites in this game. And I'm going to take the Dogs to win. Um, that's not really a surprise. You're saying you want the Bulldogs or the underdogs? The Bulldogs. Okay. So give me the Bulldogs. I don't. I hate Florida. As in Bella and the Bulldogs? So. <laughs> Stop. I'm the Troy. <laughs> oh, man. I hope brother. I'm taking Georgia. I don't love Billy Napier as a coach. I mean, he's doing okay in year two. They're 5-2 and two and 5-2 uh, and two overall. SEC play has treated them decently, you could say. A tough win at South Carolina, 41-39. They got whooped by Kentucky at home. I don't know. I don't know. When, when, when they play the good teams, they haven't really won. Tennessee is their only really good win. That's it. Yeah, I'm taking Georgia. Other than that. Yeah, by the way, Cade Stover's a dog. Tight end for, for Ohio State, man. He is so good. I take the Bulldogs down in Georgia. Um, but I'm yeah. going to stop. I'm going to stop that. going to knock that off. Florida-Georgia line. What? It should be. Wait, it should be a what tradition. Is? What? No, that, that was Justin Bieber, actually. No, 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 I know. But I'm talking about Florida and Georgia. Uh, it should be a tradition that Florida and Georgia line plays at the Florida-Georgia game every year. Uh, they broke up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Again, see? I told you, I'm not up to date with my musical. Info I know. Yet. It's okay. It's okay. They've had some good songs, though. Oh, dude. This is how we roll. Cruise. Yeah. Yep. Uh, my favorite Christmas song, That Christmas Tree Ain't the Only Thing Getting Lit This Year. <laughs> that's the best song ever. Uh, I'm a big Florida Georgia Line guy, and I know that's controversial. And I run a country show, and people don't like that, but so. it's my show, not yours. If you want to play your music, get, get your own radio show. Get to be a part show. of KUR. Contact an e-board member or an advisor for information. Our meetings are... Yeah, or direct. 11 a.m. on Tuesdays. In Sheridan Hall, room 120, if you would like to attend. Yeah. All right. Uh, yeah, I'm going to take Georgia. I like Carson Beck over Graham Mertz here. Uh, I think Georgia's got the better quarterback. They have the better defense. Carson Beck sounds like he <laughs> works at, like, a Barnes & Noble. Sounds like he's, like, a Nickelodeon character. <laughs> Actually, I think I'm, I'm confusing him. You ever watch the show You? No, I haven't. No. I've been told it's good. It's good. It's, well... The first season's good. Afterwards, eh, you know, whatever. Yeah. But uh, the character, one of the characters in the first season is Guinevere Beck, and I keep thinking of her when you say Carson Beck. Ah, yeah. So I'm gonna take why. Georgia to win. Um, I'm gonna take Georgia to win, but I'm gonna take Florida, uh, not Florida State, Florida to cover. Um, I think the dogs win by ten. So, I've I've said it I've said it off air, but I guess I'm gonna say it on air now. I think Georgia's gonna go to the SEC championship game, but Alabama's gonna win it. I don't know about that. It's my take. I don't think so. Might be bold, but it it's my bold. take. It's my take. So, all right, let's go to the Pac-12. Number eight, Oregon travels to Rice-Eccles Stadium to take on the Utes of Utah. Coming off of a big time win, it's Utah on the road against USC. Um, who's your daddy at USC? It's Utah. Um, that question's been answered. Oregon, Oregon, six Utes and a half point favorites in this game. I would have loved to see this game with Cam Rising. It's not going to be the case. Oregon coming off of a win last week against Washington State. Utah has won 18 straight home games. Rice-Eccles Stadium is a very tough place to play, not just because of the environment, the elevation there. Second highest elevation stadium in college football, only behind Wyoming. Wyoming. So I knew that, actually. Yeah. I'm smart. So You would think it'd be Denver. <laughs> uh, no. You'd think it would be Colorado. Though, yeah, the, I'm saying sky-high Colorado. So, exactly. But, uh... Nope. 
Not the case. Nope. Because they have mountains in other states, too. <laughs> Believe it or not. I'm walking on air. So. <laughs> uh, look, in my mind, for keys to the game for Utah, Utes have to make this a defensive game. They cannot be trading points with Oregon. If they want to win this one, uh, they have to be able to limit the points. What is going on? Keep Oregon in check. Um, we have a fellow member writing on the on the board. Oh, oh! I thought someone was screaming. <laughs> no, that's enough chicanery. Um, yeah, that's but, enough. But but for Utah, for Utah, uh, got to keep it defensive. I think they got to be able to air it out. Barnes is going to be a big test for him. Um, so I'm going to just see how that shakes up. Can Bryson Barnes beat this Oregon passing defense? Um, one of the better ones in the country. And the Ducks have lost three straight row games against ranked opponents. Um, so for me, that is uh, a, a big-time big time key. I'm going to go with Oregon to win. I think they're going to snap the streak. I think this is the week where Utah, the home magic runs out. So give me, give me the Ducks to win. Uh, I also have the Ducks. Oh, hello. Welcome. Hi, Linda. President, Ducks. how we doing? Ducks. Duck, duck, goose. What sound does a duck Ducks. make? Yes. <laughs> yes? <laughs> yeah. A d- duck makes a, a duck yes says sound. Yes. A duck says yes. Yeah. Hey, duck, you're that's, not good. Duck. That's our president. Yeah. <laughs> that's who we voted for. Put him up. <laughs> Boom. Linda. Who else? Eagles commanders this week. How you feeling? <sighs> well, I'm disappointed in Philly for the Phillies. I was going to ask you about that next. But okay. I, I, like, I like the Eagles. I think they're still doing good. And can you walk us through your emotions last night watching the end of that Phillies game? There was a lot of ugly crying. Same. I cried. I'm not ashamed. I cried. I cried. I was upset. Yeah. I don't blame you. Linda, how far do you think they go next year? All the way, because they're embarrassed now. <laughs> they were embarrassed last year, and look what that did. Did you hear all of the like fans' comments leaving the stadium, though? Yeah, oh, that was I so watched funny. that video, yes. That was a funny video. That's going to eat them up. I mean... Would you, if you're in their position and all your, you know, you have all these signings and already, would you try and sign Reese Hoskins with the positions already clogged up? You know, maybe that's what it was missing. Maybe that's that's why. I think it was. Because Reese wasn't there. Because there was a black hole in the lineup at number nine and Johan Rojas. You made it to game seven in the NLCS without him. And look where we would have been with him. One win away from the World Series. And he provides. How many wins do you think he provides? What do you think his How much war, war is? Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know. You know. That means wins above replacement, Linda. Yeah. W A R spells war. You guys ever play that card game? Um, yes, I have actually. Dude, it's been a I'm long good time. At that. But by good at that, I mean it's a game of complete luck. <laughs> it's. Yeah. No, that's strategy. No. You literally <laughs> dealt your cards strategy. in the order you have to use them. All right. I'm going to give you some games to watch though throughout the college landscape the rest of the weekend. Then we're gonna what if we don't want that? Colorado takes on USC, uh, uh, not USC, UCLA in the Pac-12. Ohio State goes to Wisconsin in the Big Ten. Tennessee and Kentucky, a fun Eastern Division showdown in the SEC. Uh, in the Mountain West, UNLV, 6-1. and one. How about the running Rebels? Uh, doing very good out in the Mountain West. Taking on the Fresno State Bulldogs, both teams 6-1 there uh, out in the Mountain West. Two front runners there in that conference. Um, let's keep shaking it up here. Rest of the way. Um, any other interesting games that we don't want to preview? Um, I don't know. I don't know. Not really anymore. But that means we are getting close to the end. So, for one final time for us, we're going to say, if you could, donate to KUR. Give.classy.org forward slash KU Radio underscore 23. 
That's give.classy.org slash KU radio underscore 23. Thank you for the reinforcements, Linda. And we'll be around all night if you want to stick with us. Me, Jack, Linda, the rest. The gang. The gang's all here. Right. Oh, they're filing in. Oh, my. All right. Oh, well, my. <laughs> that's going to do it for us for the Wednesday show of Heavy Hitters, a very special edition yeah, of the 1866 Challenge. Let the fun Josh begin. will be taking over next for the next several hours, so stay here on the KUR. The Master. We'll be back here on Monday evening for a regular Heavy Hitter show. Enjoy the weekend of sports, baseball, World Series, if you want to tune into that, football, college football, the rest of the likes. We'll be back here on Monday evening for Heavy Hitters. Take care. Go Bears.